3D6 Down the Line. Hey everyone, welcome to the 3D6 Down the Line. We're here again on episode 18 of our Dolmenwood campaign using the old school essential system. Uh, so I, I am your referee, John, and going around the horn once again, Mike is actually absent uh, this this week, unfortunately. So we are going over to David, who is playing Brother Gwillem, Matt, who is playing Halifax Swinney, and Ted, who is playing Argus Dreger, the fighter. Uh, so is is Mike dead to us? Uh, we still I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, what's the word? Magnanimous. Merciful. Magnanimous. I'm feeling magnanimous. Yes. Uh, which actually brings me up to my first point: is that I felt bad for. Um, Telling Mike that when he tried to learn that spell, that because he failed the role, that he could never learn that spell ever again. So we talked about it off stream, and we came to the conclusion that um, this is actually a house rule that Ted used to use back whenever he was a young lad playing AD and D. Um, Long ago. Yes. So, and we like this. I think back it, in 1998. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the deal is, it's basically when you attempt to learn a spell, you. It's still based on intelligence, and you have a percent chance to, to learn it. But if you fail it, you fail to learn that particular unique copy of that spell that was in that particular book or scroll. Um, and so you can never attempt to learn it from that particular in-world um, tome again. But if you find a different spell book or a um, scroll that has that in the future, you can then again attempt to learn the spell. So I think we're going to go forward with that. So that is my... Olive branch of peace to Mike, and we, as we all know, we want to keep Mike happy, <laughs> or everything just goes straight to hell. <laughs> um, We're dead to him for that one. That's mm. yeah. And also, last time we had um, uh, that really cool uh, chance for Argus to actually gain um, to uh, cheese points. Yes, to get his cheese points exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. I, we discovered, uh, this is once again, Ted, who figured this out, that um, uh, we thought that you could just eat cheese. And as long as you were eating cheese, you could you had the 10% chance to actually raise your constitution. But it's not the case. It's basically like, well, you could attempt to keep eating cheese. But the moment you actually succeed and you raise your constitution by one, that is the maximum benefit that you can get from ever eating that cheese. Um, which still gives some hope to um, Argus. He can continue going until he actually hits that 10 or under, um, as long as he can access Hogger. So... Um, but, I, but I can't remember that you you ate a bunch of cheese. But what 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 was your con score at the end of all that cheese again? I'm just not real sure. You that piece of paper across the room. Yeah, that got tossed in a fury. I don't know why that. Thing. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grab my glasses real quick. Okay. One second. Sorry. Yeah, I had a spare copy, but I think that's gone too. <laughs> that's all right. Matt's got you backed up. So oh wow. Well. Sure. <laughs> why don't you just raise a pint glass to me there, Matt, and see what happens. Oh, wait, 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 do I have that still? Yes. I don't think I have that. I, I, I got to refresh my props. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just going to do Episode that. 18, we're going down the toilet. It's not ready. Wait, does this work? <laughs> oh, nice. oh, nice. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Magic marker. Uh, for, for, I don't know where my... For those of you who listen to the podcast, uh, <laughs> it's a brightly colored <laughs> sign. That's yeah, like should, should we start dictating any visual cues that they don't see? That's true. That's true, yeah. Keep that I really an index card. <laughs> and it says con five. Con five, yes. Um, brave, brave Sir Argus. So what else uh, logistically? Okay, so I think that's basically it for corrections. Um, uh, oh, one last one. We are going to uh, basically hand wave and say that Brother Gwillem's um, uh, retainers um, 
did indeed return to town with the wagon, but they are still willing to be picked up again and go on merry adventures with a lot of you. Um, so they're still retained by you. Um, so, so we are going to owe them some money then, I think, now that I think about it. Well, you paid I them up front, right? Yeah. For yeah. 10 days, but we've been gone more than that. 16, I'll figure it out. Eight, eight for you and then an additional eight for me, I believe. Yeah, so when we head out again, we'll have to pay them some money. Yes. Right. Okay. So it is the 11th of Simswald, which is basically the equivalent of April. Um, right. You have arrived. Well, Gwillem arrived at night and found you guys and um, woke you up and dragged you, I believe, dragged, or did, was it just you, Gwillem, that went back to the church? Everyone went back, right? Yeah, we all went. Yeah. I brought everyone back. Right. Yeah. And I believe it's like really early in the morning. It's like 2 or 3 a.m., right? Like, like the dead of night. Yeah, and and he banged on the door, woke us up, and there was Argus, you know, green chest hair. Hey, man, that's right. how's it going? Where you been? That's right. Yeah, welcome home. Nice to see you. <laughs> uh, and uh, dragged you to the Church of Saint Wayland, where the Reverend Leanne Smunk is tending to the unconscious form of a drone named Limnus, who was bodily dragged out of a fairy door by um, by a crookhorn goat person. Um, Willem, using his uh, uh, smarts, uh, kicked that crookhorn right back through that gate. Um, <laughs> uh, safely um, brought Limnus back to um, Brigwork, uh, but Limnus is in bad, bad shape. He has lost an eye, um, and his entire body is basically wrapped up because uh, of numerous wounds from the uh, battle that he and his brothers had within the White Way um, against this troop of crookhorns, of which um he was the only survivor uh so yeah so that's that's basically the deal so you guys are in the church of saint wayland it is quiet it is dead uh, the dead of night the the notes i had from last week is that Gwilym appeared in the middle of the night we all went to the church the priest told us about the droon and their ancient ways mm -hmm. remembering the triple compact wishes the droon did and then we planned a conversation with limnus in the morning when he wakes up because he's so trashed right now, beat up, whatever. Ah, okay. Yeah, we didn't want to go in. Yeah. Life. Great. Okay. So, so does does Prigwart have like an all night Waffle House or something? We can. <laughs> uh, so basically, you can go back and go to sleep and come back in the morning. Um, it won't yeah, be enough I of a rest to actually gain a hit point if you were down one. Uh, right. But uh, we can roll for weather in the morning. So why don't we do that? Yes. Um, why don't we do it? You got it. Okay. That would be an eight. An eight. Oh, all right. So that's going to be a bright and fresh day. So a lovely day dawns. Um, this is the 12th of... The 12th of Simswald. That's right. Simswald. Simswald. Sims. S-Y-M. Uh, all right. 12th of Simswald. Bright and clear. Very well. Clear, you say? Clear and fresh? Bright day? and clear. I didn't say anything about fresh. <laughs> uh, I did say something about fresh. Never mind. Note. It is. It's bright and fresh. There's one that's bright and fresh. There's one that's brisk and clear. You're on bright and fresh. So. Mm. <laughs> bright and fresh. Aha. Uh -huh. I think that's my deodorant flavor. <laughs> yeah, what, now, what tactical oh, yeah. advantage does fresh give us, John? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is frisk, uh, the day of the week, and it's the Feast of St. Pius. Ooh. Let's see if St. Pius is actually known as the Pius. It'd be kind of amazing. St. <laughs> Pius the Pius. Uh, St. Pius the Plump. St. Pius the Plump. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to his Love feast it. day. <laughs> what do we get on feast day? Uh, not not much. There's only like these small minor saints that usually have to be at the at, like the, you know, at a church or wayside shrine where the uh, where, where that particular saint is revered. Otherwise, it's not much of anything. But let me tell you, wow. when it's the feast of Saint Waylane, this place goes nuts. You get lit. Okay. When, when is that? When is the feast of Saint Waylane? Man, gotta ask, you, don't you? Because oh, we got a plan. I got it right here. You ask, and I you should. We got to book. Our, we got to book our rooms in advance. Those things fill up. Man. Matt, everybody Where, knows that the Church of Saint Waylane of the Sack is on the thirtieth of Igwild. Ah. Duh. How far away is that? Ted, everyone knows. <laughs> that, oh, oh, sorry. That Igwild is two months away. Okay. Oh, see, see, it's a good thing we asked. Yeah, <laughs> we can plan. I, I put an order in for balloons. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's it's a lovely day as you wake up on Frisk, uh, which is sort of like Thursday, um, and uh, you make your way to the Church of Saint Wayland in the south southeastern part of town as you leave the Clash Antler. Um, okay. And uh, so the town is uh, getting up, um, getting ready to go, uh, the normal day's business. So there's plenty of people about. Don't really take notice of you as you enter the church. Um, they don't take notice of the pure white uh, monk that just showed up in town? That's probably true. You probably would draw some eyes. Well, I mean, we got a pure, we got a, you know, a, a bleached white monk. We've got the Grinch walking around with green chest yeah. hair. I just want to say, I definitely, yeah, we got to embrace this, right? So I'm looking to wear, you know, like open collared shirts now, <laughs> right? And uh, big wide collars, wide collars, you know. I yeah. think we're, we we got to go for this whole like glam rock look here, right? <laughs> the hair, the green, everything, you know. Totally, yeah. And, like we can strut as we go down the street, you know. Yep, yep. I'm in a prigwort state of mind. Yeah. Okay, so, All right. so you get to the church, as we said before, it's a, it's a very large, it's one of the larger churches in Dolmanwood. Um, right. uh, very narrow nave, but it's been built out with many side chapels on the side. Um, huge uh, portal framed by seven concentric arches, uh, carved with scenes of angels raising the souls of the dead up to heaven. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you go in and there's that, uh, the other end is that strange uh, bronze statue of St. Wayling where he's depicted with seven arms, um, each bearing an axe. So, uh, there are a few petitioners in here, uh, some older people, older men and women who are, uh, just quietly lighting candles and stuff. Um, but no services are actually being, uh, uh performed okay. right now. Um, but you see the Rev Reverend Smunk, she sees you with her orange baleful eye and she sort of calls you back towards the, uh, the back sacristy. Yeah, I'm sure we, uh, uh, rush back there not trying not to knock over the world people lighting candles right i mean we, we talked a little bit about how to play this guys right like we've all agreed that we want to try and make peace with the drone and that if we give back some slash all maybe not the book of, of their stuff to help grease that wheel then we're okay with that like not not lead with that, but not lead with that, right? But yeah. you know, uh, I also was thinking, since Gwillem has already been in contact with Limnus, you know, he should lead this conversation, uh, and Limnus may or may not recognize you, uh, Halifax. I mean, I, I, 
Well, kind of description. Yeah, right? it, it seemed like they were kind of going off a description. Uh, description. Now, John, we wouldn't have recognized him. Like he wasn't one of the guys that got away from that first right. that first fight so long ago, right? This is a a totally different set of hitmen that was sent to go find us, right? It, no, but you do recognize him from whenever you were hiding out in that strange abandoned mausoleum on the side of the sure. road. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I remember from that, but he wasn't one of the guys that. Actually, there was only one guy that got one away. guy got away. Yeah, and it wasn't Lindus. Right, it wasn't that. Right, yeah. that right. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess we leave it to Gwilym to you know, uh, as appropriate to introduce you, or do you want to just lead off right in there, and like you know, greetings, O Lindus. I come bearing apologies. Forgive my rash act. You know, do you want to try that? Uh, uh, uh hmm. I think initially, let's just get a, a vibe from Smunk on how yeah. he has been, what his demeanor has been. Yeah, so she so I would say, yeah. uh, okay. good morrow, Reverend Smunk. It is a pleasure to see you. How did our uh, uh, infamous luminous there last night? He, he he rested well. He's he's awake though. He's it's excellent timing. He, uh... Okay. Um, is, also, is, side is. Is 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 he is he any better? He was in really rough shape last night. Well, the the wounds are still still substantial, of course. So we'll have to, time. Only time will tell. But uh, he is conscious, yeah, and he does seem to be lucid. Mm-mm-mm. If you wish to talk, um, this might be the best time. Indeed, this will be the time. Uh, also, slight side note: I realized that when I transcribed my character from our original sheets to our item based, I did not transcribe. A dose of uh, spiritane, which, when I was attempting to heal Lemnus, was a conversation we had about herbalism and stuff. So I do have one of those. Okay. Only mentioned so you know, John. Cool. Uh, by the way, what uh, what spell did you uh, petition this morning, or spells? I would have prayed again. Oh, oh, my spells are uh, uh, silence, protection from evil. That's a great question. I didn't really consider that. Well, I'll just stick with what I had rather than trying to metagame it. For those that... uh, light. If you pray here, you get whole person. Is that right? I'll also pray for whole person. Yeah, that'll take an hour it, though. It, 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 it might have been useful for me too. Oh, takes an hour. <laughs> yeah, maybe after. Uh, okay, so we will do that now. Yeah, so light uh, protection from evil and silence as before. Okay. Um, I don't think it would have changed that. Although, again, there may be more useful spells that I did not consider. All right, so uh, uh, doing, but it's fine. Um, let's go see Lemnus. Let's go see Lemnus. Um, All right. I think I think uh, I'll walk up with the gang um, and say, Lemnus, dearest friend, you look much better than you did last night. How do you fare? Do you feel any better? <laughs> As he he sort of weakly like pushes himself off the pew that he was laid down on, you know, and he's. Sure. You know, sure. he's got fresh bandages on, so there's no, like, obvious blood, like, seeping through at this point. Sure. But he looks, like, rough. Like, his skin is, like, well, mm. once again, he's, remember, he's inked from head to toe. So his skin actually looks like a darker mm-hmm. blue tone in general. Um, but underneath that, he looks very, very pale. Um, okay. And he's, like, like, uh, uh, you know. Um, he says, it, it is well that I see you again. Mm. And he holds up a hand to his eye. Forgive the uh, way I spoke last night. It's, I I do thank you for what you have done, Friar. You saved my life, and I will not forget it. 
course, my friend, of course. Uh, with the threat of the Nag Lord uh, casting a long shadow upon us, uh, it behooves us to reconsider our prejudices and approach uh, the future with an open mind. And with that, I'd like to introduce you to my friends here, who you may be aware of by reputation. <laughs> Indeed, I do. <laughs> we were told about you, my superior Keladak. Uh, gave us your descriptions. But you must understand that these are larger matters that people of station like you and I have, have little effect on. But oh, you must answer for the crimes that you committed. You'd understand this. It is, is murder not a crime from where you are from? It is not. Is it not proscribed in the church mandates? Ah, uh, and uh, <laughs> we seek justice. Indeed. That is all we seek. You may not like our I, methods. I, 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 I do understand, uh, though. Uh, um, uh, Unique your viewpoints viewpoints may be, I can understand that uh, the act of murder or uh, any conflict therein is uh, an existential threat to the integrity of your order, as it is my church, as it is the sanctity of, indeed, uh, any good, God-fearing uh, person in the Dolmenwood. Uh, you would understand, too, perhaps, that not knowing our uh, predicament or knowing uh, of, of the Druun's intent that when we were approached by strangers who threatened our lives and claimed uh, to own the possessions that we were given, that it would seem a bit like brigands trying to rob us and that we were defending ourselves. And I don't mean that as an insult to you or your compatriots. I mean that as a expression of our confusion and our intent, which is to say that we weren't trying to kill in cold blood. We were trying to defend ourselves against strangers. Now, now that we know... Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Now that we know better, we would like to make amends. And I understand that that is a complicated conversation, but that is why we're here, and that is why I saved your life. It does not matter if you make amends with me. You understand this. I was not witness to the scene. I do not know the facts of what occurred. But I cannot return to the Druun Lodge, to the Aegis, and tell them that I simply let you go. I have been tasked. I am the last of my troop that has been tasked to bring you to justice. What should I do? Should I go back and tell them? Well, Limnus, I have, and uh, as aside, gentlemen, if you have any thoughts, please speak for yourselves. I cannot speak for you. I look at Halifax and, uh, and Argus. Um, we would be happy, uh, don't feel very happy. What, are we, what am I happy about? Tell me why I'm happy, Gwilym. August, August, you seem concerned, and I understand your concern for this is a dire matter. Do you have any thoughts? I think that, well, speak <laughs> before for all our lives are on the line. I would like to say Argus is super confused about why they've got his description since he was like out on the little tiny mm -hmm. island. And I don't think Mike and I even saw the drone. It was the security cams. 
<laughs> security. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. So that's creeping Argus out. He's like, well, they know who I am. But from, yeah, I mean, come on. He would, Argus is not a smooth talker. He's sort of like, no, it was self-defense. At best, at best, you've got us for trespassing. Everything after that is your fault. Sorry, my, but that's my, true. My, my we were defending ourselves from weirdos who showed up and decided to claim our stuff. But you are not you are not pleading your case to me. You understand this. You can and give I me get... all the reasons you want. I cannot give those reasons to the ages. Lemnus, Lemnus you, you, you speak truth. However, you are our only contact with the ages. And put a finer point on it if we are if we were to hypothetically arrive yes. with you to speak oh with no I... out of the question out of the question one because you probably don't want us to be there and two who's to say they wouldn't kill us on site so like it or not limnus we are bedfellows in this situation you you and i are of low station we can only advocate somewhat for ourselves and in advocacy of our people, our ideology, our whatever you may call it. But it is us who have to have this conversation. And we can try our best to navigate that in a way that our superiors will appreciate. No? I am at your mercy. I do not have my book. He look, looks around. My clothes. <laughs> my staff. Uh, oh, I am, your clothes. Sorry, hold on, friend. Here, and I'll get his. I'll get his clothes out. <laughs> Just as a gesture of goodwill. Okay. Right? I'm not going to say anything about the text or the staff yet. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but, I'll bring his clothes out. I'm very sorry. These are important, and I'll give them to him. He, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. John. That's okay. So he he's uh he he like uh, what's he saying? He's I am I am at your mercy, and you can do with me as you will. This is how I see it. I would like to remain alive, and I would like to get back yes. to my people. In good shape. Here's what will here's what will not happen, Lemnus. We are not going to threaten your life. And no. don't get me wrong, as a as a man of pragmatism, I mean that and I resist saying it because I cannot know your motive. And I don't want your response to that to be one of threatening our lives. But let's be honest. I have no interest in hurting you. I have no interest in detaining you. This is a situation of goodwill. With that comes a reality, which is that we can either attempt to conceive together of a way to barter peace between the druid and ourselves, and perhaps reinvestigate what the Triple Compact really was about, and reintroduce a vision for how our peoples, now estranged, because we are estranged, clearly, not just us, but all of the Dolman Wood, could talk again about the threat of the Nag Lord and the future. That is one outcome. If that seems impossible, and we cannot come to a conclusion about that, another outcome is we go our separate ways, and you never saw us, and we never saw you. And we may meet again in the future when you are party to another group hunting for us, and I would not want that to be the case, of course. But uh, uh, we will cross that bridge when we get to it so to speak. So, not wanting that outcome, and not wanting to redress this situation again, <laughs> hmm. what can we do? I'm going to try, I'm not trying to put that all on you, John. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously, 
Well, we can spit all some ideas. I want to bring everyone else into the combo too, because uh, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about <laughs> priest tries to reorganize the entire political scheme <laughs> single-handedly at two o'clock? Do you o'clock. think I will not try? Do you know me, Tess? He's pondering though, like he's he's thinking about it, yes, um, yes, and yes. you see that his his eyebrows lift at the mention of your um, desire to unite in the fight against the Naglord. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he, his eyes widen in surprise when you actually mention the triple compact mm-hmm. to him. And then he looks at you askance when you mention um, uh, remembering or, or, or like what exactly is the nature of the triple compact. And he, and he looks over your shoulder at your companions and he's like, do you not know? Has the knowledge been lost for so long? Do you not know what we are doing out there in the Dwelmferg? Not a clue. The last thing we knew that you were up to was, you know, the the triple compact and the defeat of the uh, the fairy lord. What seven hundred years ago? What you've been doing since then is not common knowledge. Of course, and of course it is because you 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 guard your secrets so so carefully. You kill anyone who wanders up to see you and say hi. They are <laughs> the secrets of the dolmens are ours. No, don't mistake that. But well, you know. That may be, but if keeping the secrets of the Dolmen means no one knows what you're doing, then you shouldn't be surprised when no one knows what you're doing, man. And to, again, speak to a pragmatism of the situation, if the Dolmen is in threat, and though the Druun are very powerful, they are atomized, they are solitary in this mission, is it not true that the survival of the Druun is contingent on better communicating this mission to everyone else. And perhaps time has gone by and it has been forgotten, but it has to be a mutual responsibility to build that reminder, no? Well, until recently it was, we were content in being the wardens and the watchers of the compact, of guarding against the return of the Frost King. But now that the Nag Lord has incurred, is making incursions into the South and into our, yours and my territory, we question its motives, and we worry that the Ring of Chell may fall once again. That would be very ill for everyone here in Dormanwood. It is an interesting... The Ring of Chell? The Ring of Chell, of course. Is that that <laughs> really big Ring of Sanding Stones I see marked on the map sometimes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Triple Compact. Yes, the raising of the Ring of Chell is the only thing that keeps the Frost King from returning from Phrygia. Uh, so, about that. (laughs) Now, the Nag Lord is seeking to penetrate the ring and perhaps wake what lies beneath Lake Longmere. We could spell doom for all of us. Hmm. I have perhaps said too much, though. No. Well, uh, regardless, uh, it may be um, a good time to postpone or overlook some uh, misunderstandings that have happened in uh, dark forested places. Misunderstandings that needn't have happened at all. It's it it quite frankly, it sickens me that it happened at, at all. I've from what I've heard, from what I've understand, from. Friends I've made along the way, I've understood Rune to be um, 
allies to the people and potential, uh, as you say, watches and guardians of the way. It, it sickened me that we that we fell into this adversarial posture. Well, what you propose does have merit. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Just bring a thing here real quick. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, it's fair, right? If you go back to this uh, Aegis, you call it, and uh, you bring a message back. I mean, it's not like uh, you haven't seen us. It's not like you don't know where we are. I suspect you could find us. So going back and pleading a case, you know, yeah, you can't make a decision, but you can go back and you're a drone. You your word carries weight, right? Yes, I suppose that might be the, well, the only path. Whatever path you give me is basically what I must take, but that does seem reasonable. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, would you... we wouldn't... wouldn't be fair if we gave you a path you had no choice but to obey. That's not free will. That's not the act of, you know, potential comrade. That's just bullying. Well, the... I also may... Sorry, go ahead. He's thinking to himself, and he's like tapping his chin. He's like, the, he starts this itch, like his eye. But then he's like, ah, uh, it's I, I may be able to rise far in the eyes of the old rune and the Fanatok himself. Should I bring news of a potential ally in the church? Might be something worth exploring. Might be good for Limnis. He said, as he pondered. Yeah, what's good for the Would it be productive for us to also speak to the Archbishop and attempt to. Uh, no, 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 okay. I don't think that the Archbishop. Uh, would... uh, uh, never mind, I didn't say that. The Archbishop is a transient, is an intransigent man. Yeah, I don't think he'd be uh, fun to play with right now. Also, uh, do you, have, do you know any rumors about the Archbishop? Any dirt? As in, as in I, I, have, I have a suspicion that he's not what he appears. Is that true? No, we stay out of church business. We uh, stay out of ours. Right. He's, start, he's start, nice. starting to get a little sour again on the, on the church. But but yeah, you, you can tell that he, sure, he likes sure, what sure. you're talking about, basically. He says, I propose this. I have, I have a... Within the Ring of Chell, along the banks of Lake Rongmere, uh... Along the Swinney Road past the Great Abbey. The terminus of that road is Fort Vulgar. You've heard of it, mm -hmm. yes? Visited? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No? Yep. Yeah. You haven't you haven't gone to Fort Vulgar? No, we've never been. No, we've heard we've, of it. We've heard of it, though. As in, I've looked at a map. <laughs> Fort Vulgar is one of your settlements, but it does lie within the ring, therefore it lies under our domain. The ruler, the, the, uh, the knight... Who is stationed there? Who mans that fort, Sir Osric the Gaunt? He has known, on occasion, to have spoken with us in peace. It may be a ground whereupon that we may meet and talk further. Should I bring back word to my elders and they agree to pursue this line of uh, diplomatic relations, shall we call it? If they op open up an avenue for mm -hmm. talks, that would be the place. This seems yeah. wise to me, my friend, but that everyone may be comfortable in these conversations. Now, you have been marked. We know where you are, so should we wish to seek 
seek to speak with you further, we will send word. However, should you find yourself in Fort Volga, and you make yourself known and present yourself to Sir Osric, he will send word to us as well, and we will come. Mm. Mark. Yeah, did you think they were? he wasn't going to pay attention to where we are? I mean, we really exposed ourselves here. That's a sign of our earnest goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> so what say you? Will you free me? Allow me to go back to the realm, Ferg. Of course we will. I have a couple of questions before you go, though, my friend. Yeah. I got one. Anyway. What's the Dwelmferg? The Dwelmferg is what appears to be his reference for the, the general area of the Dolmenwood in the west around Lake Longmere, in which they, they hold sway and dominion. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, she switches over to the map. And, and for, forgive me if this is information we've gotten before. I can't recall because my brain is tired. So tired. <laughs> Uh, my friend, the Nag uh, Lord attempting to uh, ally himself with the Frost King. Is this indication that the Nag Lord themselves are uh, a fey make? The Nag Lord? Yes. No one knows what that abomination is. It came from the outside. And we do not know if he seeks to ally with the Frost King. We think that he wishes to wake what lies asleep in Lake Longmere. That's not just the Frost King down there? What What's down the there? The Frost King is in Phrygia. What's Thulu? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Ah, all right. Ah, that's this, this that's question one. That's question one. Extremely perilous, according to our calculation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Listen, that's an inside baseball conversation, okay? What is perilous? Um, okay, next question, my friend. Uh, and forgive my ignorance. You are of, of, of a wise kind, and I am but a doe in the woods. Unsure of any thing. Um, <laughs> like a fucking word man thing. Poets of many... <laughs> Letters. Um, okay, so um, could you tell us of your perspective of I've heard many tales about a human knight who wielded uh, an elven blade and fought the Frost Lord, a Sir Chide, I believe the name is. And it would seem to me that he was in Congress with your kind in fighting against this invasion. And what I, and forgive me for my ignorance, am unsure of today is how is it that the Druun found themselves in such opposition with those elves which appeared to be helping us, the Golden Elves, in that endeavor? Is, was there some falling out? What was what was going on to cause this animosity? Because, and I'll be honest, in the search for allies against this great unknown evil, the more the merrier. Yes? <laughs> I think you may have mistook what you saw there in the forest that day. Once again, I was not mm -hmm. there to witness it. Sure. But what my fellows, mm -hmm. my colleagues have told me, that the elves 
A troop of elves had stumbled upon the Gorth Stone, the same as you had. Mm -hmm. Trespassed, and therefore they had to pay the ultimate price. But if you wish to yeah. treat with the Fae, treat with the Fae. I'm, we, are, we do not th throw the mandates down your throat as you are so willing to do with others. Why? Why? <laughs> I love that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ear, ear to ear grin, even though I'm a friar, ear to ear grin. Interesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> why, why is the punishment for stumbling across the Gorthstone death? Why, why, what's, I mean... Those secrets are ours. Okay, they're secrets. So somebody walks in the clearing and says, oh, I wonder what the heck that is, and goes up to look at it and pokes it and says, huh, I wonder what that is. That doesn't make any sense. You come up and kill him? Should they, How's that fair? Should they live? The stones themselves are dangerous. We are, you should look at it more as in we are protecting you from yourselves and your foolishness. See, what, from like, you know, maybe you should invest in some nice signage, maybe a fence. <laughs> <laughs> there are always warnings that the stones are near. It is only the foolish or the brave or the greedy who just seek to ignore them and continue forward until they are actually in the presence of one of the stones. Sounds, sounds like this. Mm. And, with, and with, this, with this in mind, I have another question, and then I, I mean not to tire your ear, John. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, <laughs> Nimnus. Uh, should uh, an individual be uh, by birth or interest uh, verse in the arcane, but of good nature, would it not be beneficial for them to dis to converse with the drone, perhaps to join or to ally themselves? And uh, in other words, if I knew a man hypothetically who maybe cast the despair once or twice and didn't want to. Murder or be murdered. <laughs> Would there be a way for him to talk to you about that? Maybe set some terms. I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm being uh, a little silly, but I'm trying to figure out. To put it plainly, like if the drone take recruits, if the drone are sort of orthogonal to arcane altogether, they protect the arcane, but they protect it for reasons that are their own. Or if there are wizards who become drone. Sort of what I'm prying at. No, they are. It's even something he can. Ask. They are both like a, uh, and uh, you were told one way, shape, or form by other, like by Mossamire Druge or by Leanne Smunk, um, that they are. No, it's fine. It's they are. Um, they are both like a sect, like a like a like a secret society, but they are also a people. They are actually like a racial stock, right? A, di a different okay. people. So they. Um, uh, than the people of the empire, which most of the human beings are here in the Dolanwood. So, and uh, do I do I have a sense that again, uh, this may have been told before, uh, that their possession of the arcane is an expression of I don't know how to phrase this, like an uh, like an uh, a cultural or an ethnic possession of arcane, as in like these are things that were ours, like as in like. Elves are, you know, like extra human, or is, do I have a sense that it's a political uh, possession of the arcane, as in, like, this is the thing that we as a people or as a politic want? Does, does that make sense, or is that even something that makes sense to ask? I, I don't know. I'm uh, they, they, 
they are the oldest people. I'm just trying to understand. Their them, people yeah. are the oldest people in the woods. So they are, um, you know, if they're right, it's, it depends on the viewpoint. But they, they were the first ones here, and they have a special. They themselves think that they have a special connection with the okay. um, magic of the earth. Yes, that is in the yes. bedrock of Dolmenwood, um, of which spring the ley lines. Um, and all arcane energies are basically focused along those lines. And so they, therefore they lay claim to them because they're the only ones that have mastered them. Mm, that makes they're the ones okay. that know okay. about them. And so um, due to a combination of both the length of time in which they've been masters of these energies um, and, uh, and also being the first peoples here that really understand how Dolmenwood works. Um, and then, um, uh, and then those energies being so dangerous you know, that they've, that at least back in the day, they thought that they would be like the, um, uh, the wardens of those, of, of those forces. Yeah. Right. So hence them being sort of verboten. That makes sense. Yes. And then right. over the years though, it's sort of changed a little bit. Like maybe the really old ones sort of remember like the actual original intent that they're actually um, protecting mm. people from themselves, as he said. Um, but, yes. um, now it's, it's become sort of a, um, uh, not a vicious circle, but just, it's devolved into like a state of like hoarding and, 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 yeah, you know, yeah. and not wanting anybody but, to have it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but the yeah, analogy would be sort of like, you know, if the Druids were still around after the Romans and after the Normans and the Saxons had all been there, yeah. there was still a distinctly Celtic, you know, origin species, not species, but a community mm -hmm. living in England and that are just doing their own thing. That's the Druid basically. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 very much yeah. I I I feel the way I interpret their their thing is very much like that specific analog. So yeah, yeah, um, okay. I I also very much misspoke. Um, I had to look up the lore while you guys were talking. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but this is like this is like well, this guy's been lying to yeah, us. Uh, apologies to every everyone out there who is also a Dolmenwood nerd. Uh, but I totally screwed it up uh, when I was uh, improvising was off the yeah. off the cuff. Part of the fun. Um. But it's a key thing to understand, so I'm going to be very, very straightforward without couching mm -hmm. it in Limnus's voice or anything like that. So okay. um, he said that the Naglord um, was attempting to wake the sleeping creature in Lake Longmere, right? The thing that mm -hmm. is Lake Longmere is actually the complete opposite because I'm a moron. Like the moment it came out of my mouth, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, so... Uh, what they've discovered, this is a key piece of information, is he basically tells you that when the Nag Lord came uh, out of nowhere and established himself and took over what is known as the Sogstone, one of those dolmens that is we claim as ours, our own, and one of the primary reasons we hate him is for he set up his court and throne right atop that obelisk, is that he put... The, his influence, his corruption spread down the waters from the north and into Lake mm. Longmere and put the creature Geloff to sleep in the lake. What creature? Geloff, you say? There's a there's a creature in the lake? The great like a... the great dragon Geloff. Ah. They put him to sleep. Isn't that a good thing? I mean, dragons breed fire, eat peasants. No, cows. you don't understand. You don't remember. You don't remember. This is. These are. It was a great spirit, a great spirit of water, and it, he was the representation 
the the arcane nexus of all the waters of Dolmenwood. And oh, now the, the life force of this space. Exactly, exactly, Friar. It is not so God. How... It is not your God that watches over us. It was Geloff, but now he sleeps. He sleeps because of the Nag Lord's I... influence. And when Geloff is asleep, and the waters are asleep, then 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 the Nag Lord's plans are seen for what they are. Limnus, I have to talk to you once more. And. Forgive me if it sounds esoteric. Because this this sparks in me a, a thought about the mysteries of mankind. Are you familiar with the mysteries of mankind? In the terms of the church, probably not. True. The church tells... Uh, okay, I, I don't want to just read off of... Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me find a character. Oh, no, fine, just read it off. All right, uh, 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 okay. All right, I will. Uh, the church derives its name from Mount Pelham, the towering peak of myth far to the west, where it is believed that God summoned and spoke to his seven prophets. Each wrote down their interpretation of the word of God and were changed thenceforth to proselytize across the land for all eternity. Mount Pelham reminds the pilgrimage remains, rather, a pilgrimage site to the current day, but reaching the hanging monastery of Pelium is one of the most daunting treks known to mankind. Each prophet was told a hidden mystery of mankind would only be revealed at a certain time upon which they would ascend and sit at the feet of God. Only one of those prophets, Zion, has, re has revealed a mystery 400 years ago. This has become known as, quote, the revelation of Isaiah. Isaiah? Isaiah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And which is, mankind in his folly shall birth a behemoth that stalks the land thrice. One, its brow, oh, sorry, on its brow, vengeance, on its lips, falsehood. Uh, fairy tales. Fairy tales. He says. Yeah. I mean, it's so so so. He's like, you know, so it's, I mentioned, uh, it's a church yeah, parable. It's, it's, like he doesn't, you know what I mean? To him, it means. I I understand that he doesn't understand the parable. Yeah. But what what I'm wondering, as a man of the church, listening to the presumed subjugation of Gedloff the Dragon. Within the Druun's logic, being a deity-like figure whose life force. And Arcanum has spread through the waters of the Dolmen Wood, and whatever metaphor you want to extract from that beyond, right? To, to give life. I'm curious how it may be that the church uh, interpreted events like that within religious contexts. Does that make sense? Uh, and so, uh, uh, where am I going with? This I'm losing my friend. Are you trying to compare this creature to the dragon or something? He's, sorry, you're running. Are you, are you suggesting that the dragon is the behemoth, or maybe not the suggesting that? I I I'm maybe the nag. This is the whole point. This is a parable, which is cryptic, which is attached to a church, a, 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 an ancient church belief, 
that there are fundamental truths about the universe that have been forgotten or have at the very least been bequeathed upon important people who have then conveyed them out into the dolmen, right? So the idea that mankind, mankind, God, mankind in its folly shall birth a behemoth that stalks the land thrice on its brow vengeance on its lips falsehood could be a reference to the Naglord, right? All right, I see. That would make a lot of sense. Sounds like it. Right? Um, uh, but also the idea that that is like one of many mysteries within this, the dolmen and that like, uh, uh, the drune might be an access point to further mysteries or further, further truths is interesting to me. So, uh, obviously we can't access all of, uh, Lemnus's knowledge, but if we know that there's sort of like divinely recognized dragon at the center of Lake Longmere that has been corrupted by the Nack Lord, um, one might wonder. Uh, I feel like I got ahead of myself. I don't know what I'm wondering. You know, you know what? Question <laughs> <laughs> mark. Spill the air. This, this is so interesting, and I have not bridged these thoughts enough before well, it's a, it's I started a, speaking. Well, it's a whole new thing that's been sort of dropped on you. You know what I mean? Like you're starting yes, to reveal yes. the 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 mysteries of the West. You know, which have always yeah. been shut off for you. Exactly. You know, exactly. But uh, um, but you you get the impression, it's um that. It's it's uh, Geloff basically being a um asleep, uh, cor corrupted and asleep yeah. and forced into the mud basically of the bed of Lake Longmere, um, has uh, curbed the Druun's powers in recent centuries a great deal, mm. right? Gotcha. And Limnus would tell you this: it's always our, it is always our desire to awake the great dragon once again. Would be a mighty blow against the Nag Lord, should Geloff awaken. For the powers of the, the the powers inherent in the wood would flow through the waters once again, and restore the wood to its mighty former glory. Uh, amazing. Yes, I'm done. So the, the kind of thing that could be accomplished with some, uh, with the proper allies. Yes, especially if those allies didn't put us all under a death sentence. <laughs> or perhaps if you hadn't killed some of our members. Um, but he, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, gentlemen, when we're, when we're done, I, I, I'd like uh, a, a word with our friend here, just just man to man. Keep him away from me, <laughs> if I if I may. He'll take his weapons off. You're the only normal one here, it looks like to me. I'd be happy to converse with you. He takes his hat it. off and like shakes his beautiful... Never mind. I love it. Never mind. <laughs> I, I keep drilling. For, can I ask one more question before we leave? How oh do you beat this guy to death? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the first like mystically you know, knowledgeable person we've encountered in such a profound way. So I'm, I'm curious. Are you saying you've only had me to talk to for the last... Listen, I'm not saying you're dull company, but... <laughs> but the company's dull. I'm but the company's dull. dull. Uh, Limnus, you traversed the uh, Shadowlands betwixt our world, the Fey Gates, the... The Fairy Roads. Fairy, fairy Roads. And betwixt them laid a tower... And I hear tell that that tower led to a place called
called the Tallow Spire. Well, you're, Are you aware of this? You, David, are sort of just kind of misremembering a little bit. But oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, there was a remember there was a stairways down. Yes, yes. Right. Like I thought it was. Down. I thought it was within. A, oh, it was in a mausoleum. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Within the mausoleum was stairways, stairways down that led to the Talispire. Yes. All I'm trying to ask is if he knows anything about the Talispire and what the hell that is. Obviously, we know about the the the, the Queen King Hathor, the Infinite City, Carl Desires. You mean the boundless realm of carnal lusts? Yeah, the Hotel California, as as John mo <laughs> uh, most poignantly put. Mm. I'm just curious about the Hotel California. Not because I... Look, I, I'm not saying as a friar, I wouldn't, you know? But if I were to explore the boundless desires of my carnal, carnal lust, I'd like to know what I was getting he, into. He kind of smiles wryly <laughs> and, like, you know, from his one eye that's kind of poking, poking out from his bandages, he... He looks at you and he's like, ah, tempted by the Fae, are we? We say this in, our, in, in, in light of our recent conversations about our different peoples, that at yeah. least with us, with the Droon, you know exactly what our motives are. <laughs> but with the Fae, the Fae you never know. And this we can probably agree upon, uh, brother of the church, is that the Fae are as likely to gift you with a wondrous reward as they are to snatch away something even more precious than your life, just on a whim. Dangerous. Mm. So, so dangerous. And should you find one of these pathways to one of their realms where they hold absolute dominion, not just the little pockets of land like the golden wood here in, in Dominwood, but their actual realms, the actual fairy realms. Have you seen Phrygia? Have you been there? I think not. I have. <laughs> it's just, no, it's, I'm just baiting you for that. No. Wait, Gwilym hasn't. Hmm? Oh, that's true. That's true. I haven't. That's right. So yeah, I'll take out our passports and show the stamp. Right. Argus and Halifax are in the background going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, we haven't seen. Her. But uh, well, Talospire is another one of these dominions ruled by the Queen King Hathor. We have not visited, of course. We are not that so foolish. But we have heard tell, indeed, of the place known as the Palace of Size, where the Queen King reigns. Size is an S I G H. Yes. Uh, so she's something of <laughs> a size, a size queen. Love it. Awesome. We too have heard the tales of their of the Queen King's boundless lust, and of the infinite city of Talospire. Sounds like I'm definitely not going to go there very soon. <laughs> Absolutely not interested. Celibacy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Although... Yes, those seven anyway, mandates um, certainly have a grip on you, don't they? Uh, a grip <laughs> that could be changed in... Never mind. Uh, so, uh, with that, I will uh, bid my adieu and allow Halifax to have the conversation he wants to have. Cool. All right. So, it's, okay. just, it's just you and... Limnus in the back sacristy, quiet. He's softly uh, coughing. <laughs> uh, so uh, first, Halifax will go up and uh, he pulls something out of a little bag that he has, um, and he sets it down on the table next to him. And um, this is um, uh, this is called Warmspittle. Uh, we've got this uh, in town, and uh, uh, it'll help you get a little bit better as you rest. Uh, not sure if you're planning on getting out of here right away or if you're going to rest a little bit more. As, but... as soon as I can move. Won't be for a while, though. 
Thank you, though. Thank you. Every little bit will help. This is uh, from the herbalist, the man who thinks he knows things about uh, things. Uh, <laughs> uh, thinks he knows things about things. That's that's one way to put it. But uh, that guy, uh, you know, we've 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 tried some of his wares before, and they can help. And yeah, I, I, I don't like to see anyone suffer. But that's but that's beside the point. Um, I don't have anything to add about uh, our desire. We've told nothing but the truth, and that all we really want uh, with your people is uh, uh, peace and alliance. That said, uh, I know you're not in your. It's not within your power to do that, other than to convey a message a message to your Aegis. But I'll say this, and we'll do as we said. We'll make it to Fort Vulgar and. And, and have our uh, have our talks. In the meantime, if we are still on the on your list, if we're still being hunted, I have but one request. It was me who initiated that combat when those men we saw in the forest who I didn't know confronted us and demanded my property like thieves. <laughs> it was His me eyes that. It was me that started that. So if we are still on a list, scratch these other men's names off and put mine oh. down there four times. <laughs> because it was me. Mm, if you're going to hunt anyone, Halifax Swinney. All right, he, he he looks at you like he unblinkingly, like just looks at you know, like real carefully. You can see he's like making like a judgment, you know, in his in his own mind, you know. And he just simply says Noted. And he nods. Fair enough. Feel better <laughs> and have a safe trip. My thanks. And he'll walk out the room. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> and see. Um, so, yeah, so the idea is, is uh, uh, Smunk basically gives him a prognosis that he will probably be um, okay to, because, uh, I mean, you know, he's basically going to be traveling on his own. He, he will take no escort. Um, even if one is assisted upon. Um, so in order for him to be ready to travel on his own, um, it'd probably be at least like another week um, before he's ready for that. Um, that makes sense. Uh, is there anything we can assist, uh, assist in in the meantime? Or No, I mean... You, do his thing? Uh, it's, it's just natural healing, basically, right? Yeah. If, if you are, we want to go back and question him every day, John. <laughs> um, you can certainly, prov if, if if you're willing to front the money, um, you you can go to Wormspittles and get more of um, the Brewmaster's balsam or or uh, or whatever he may have available. He always has Wormspittle and always has Brewmaster's balsam available. Oh, it's just well, I should say I don't have to roll to see if he's got it in stock, but you may you, there is a chance that you may clear him out of his current stock here. Right? Um, Wormspittle gets re-upped with a lot of his. Um, more common stuff and, and some of the uncommon stuff on Kali on market days, usually when he gets a, a fresh stock of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, just in case you want that logistic sort of thing. Um, that would probably speed up his ability to get out of there. Um, and uh, otherwise, uh, uh, Reverend Spunk agrees to keep his presence secret. Um, sure. And that's that. So, Okay. Yeah. I love it. Um, is there um, anything like just for me as the referee like that you're i mean obviously there's some secrets still but from what i told you about some of that lore that is like confusing or or didn't make sense makes sense now yeah i think i follow yeah. no and and it's uh, nice we have another little uh uh 
uh, checkbox on our list of uh, to dos. Yeah, yeah, what I know, I know that you you wanted to check some of those off, but uh, we just gave you a whole bunch more. Um, well, you check them off, you add some on. What do you, you know? I should say too that um, actually some commenters from uh, in the previous week were asking about my document on the Peleotic Church, which is not an actual creation tied to Dolmenwood. It's my own thing, but um, that when I initially conceived of it in the document that I've handed out to my players here, the 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 um the timeline of the church's history does not line up with the timeline of Dolmenwood's official history, so that should be revised. So, when David was relating that the prophet Isaiah received her revelation four hundred years ago, it was not four hundred years ago; it was much further back. I, I don't know the exact yeah, date, but it's saying, at least over yeah. a thousand years ago. Um, it was four hundred years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. Listen, listen. As as the churches want to do, time gets dilated a bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, you know I don't know exactly. <laughs> you know, it was yesterday. It was yeah. Mm. Um, I also just as a uh, as a as a, a, a slight aside, because I have them and why not? Knowing that healing is a boring job and wanting to ingratiate us to dear limbness a little bit. Mm. Uh, and because I'm staying, in, like, I sleep at the church every night, yeah. Mm. I'll occasionally visit him in his quarters or wherever he's healing, and I'll ask if he wants to play a bit of dice. <laughs> Some dice. Because so, the trinket I rolled was uh, Blackstone Dice with White Skull Pips. Oh, cool. It's a little, a little foreboding. Right. And I'll, uh, I'll throw dice with him here and there, just as sort of like a, <laughs> if he's interested, way to pass the okay, time. Okay, this will be fun, actually. So, yeah. I'm going to say, like, initially... Uh, he is so irritated that you come. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. You know, course. he's already given so much. You know what I mean? He's probably having yeah, like yeah, a crisis yeah. of identity. Like, you know, did I just give up too many secrets of the Druid? Um, sure, sure, sure. Which I know, I think, on some level, right? Um, but what <laughs> yeah. I want to do is, I actually want to roll like a uh, uh, NPC reaction roll to see, like, like if he just if you know, we'll, we'll just see like how he takes your your constant visiting, or or or, or once <laughs> yeah, once he realizes that you're not going to go away, like what how he views it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. He, if he loses the dice and gets pissed, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll, I'll add to that. I'll, I'm willing to make like minor wagers on dice out of the fun of it, right? You know, whatever those might be, a, a silver here or there. Right, right. Uh, where is this list? I think this is something that uh, Gwillem Binafry, who travels the countryside, uh, finds a small indulgence and in, vice, though it may be. You know, visiting small towns, common folk. You play a dice. Right. I think you, I think, and there's a, there's a morbidity to it, I think, since they're white skull pips, and maybe occasionally Gwillem makes a uh, sort of cryptic assessment of fate. Not what I'm doing here, right? But it's sort of part of the entertainment that Gwillem has learned to, for himself, you know, pass the time. Sure. Travel. Sure. And, 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 he's, and he's sharing that, whether it succeeds or not, with... The uh, the drone. <laughs> well, we should figure out how many days we want to do that. Like, how, how long do we want to stay in town before? Right. I, I agree with that, too. That's, because, a very, that's a very good point. I, well, and if I may be Argus uh, Accountant Helm briefly, the company funds, uh, as of the day you arrive, have 106 gold pieces in it. Um, so we can continue to stay here for a while, but it will severely deplete our ability to hire retainers without dipping into sure. we'll have to buy in we'll all have to buy in again to the person, yeah, so yeah, let's, yeah. let's just make the reaction roll real quick and we'll get that settled yeah yeah, yeah. okay sure 2d6 by the way whoever wants to roll david david I'm rolling it hold on yep. once i am that is a five 
a five. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So in typical, in typical, well, what's your, what's your, um, do you have a charisma modifier? Your charisma is as charismatic as hell, right? Uh, yes, I do. I have a plus two. So oh. that's a if seven. I recall correctly, it's his beautiful neck. That's right. Yes. yes. Uh, so seven. Um, that changes it. I actually moved it up from unfriendly um, to neutral or uncertain. So I'm going to say like he's basically mm -hmm. like his normal crotchety self, but he's too wounded to be able to put much, much, up much of a fight. Sure. So he begrudgingly, mm -hmm. you know, plays with you. Um, but uh, uh, you can't say like the relationship's been particularly like improved. <laughs> you sure, know, it's sure, just sure. sort of he resigned himself to like having to deal with you every day. You know, <laughs> um, listen. I He's, he shares a lot with my friends and loved ones, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so are, they, are these role are these role playing games? That, by the way, that he's playing. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what kind of dice games are these? I thought this is about fantasy, not uh, reality. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you be a thief, and I'll be a wizard. Always <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> a thief. <laughs> All right. So. Cool. Uh, uh, within that span of time as well. Um, uh, oh, this is another thing we should probably have told uh, the viewers that during the eight days in which um, uh, Alfred Argus and Halifax were waiting for Gwilym to return or hoping that he would return, um, Halifax had also sent a message out to um, Haramore Keep um, explaining the situation. Um, and uh, uh, what what exactly, you don't have to read me the letter or anything, but what, what exactly was the content of, of the message? Uh, so the the content of the, the things that, that he definitely would have want, wanted to have shared was that uh, number one in in their travels they uh, came across um, you know these these crookshanks I got that right right crookshanks cro crookhorned crookhorns yeah. sorry uh, crookhorns um, in the uh, area north of the uh, uh, hall of sleep mm -hmm. and that. Uh, and of uh, woods between the between the two rivers, um, so that the the nag lord has at least some forces there. We saw them uh, personally. We encountered with them, and we were able to make our escape. Uh, number one, number two, um, also that we discovered the uh, uh, presence of a fairy gate that leads directly to that position. Mm. So. If the Nag Lord uh, is aware of it, and at that point we wouldn't know for sure that it was like when he wrote the letter, because Gwilym hasn't made it back yet. Right, right, right. right? Yeah. Um, but uh, saying that there's there's a way, there's a, a back door, mm -hmm. right, where if the Nag Lord's forces are aware of the fairy door on that end, that they could make it all the way down uh, and and uh, flank flanker basically. Okay, right. Okay, so I remember that. So. Um... A message does indeed come back from the Lady Haramore. Um, it's actually it's actually not from her. It's from uh, Lady um, Eleanor, your 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 mentor, um, and uh, she wishes you well. Hopes that everything was good. She's so happy that you were able to contact, and she says that she has passed on the message to the lady. In return, um, uh, uh, the lady has basically is basically saying that she is aware of the presence of fairy roads. And she bids you not worry, because the Nag Lord will not risk sending uh, forces in mass into the realm of fairy, uh, much for the same reasons that anyone else of sane mind wouldn't do the same. Um, is uh, the the, the dangers um, and uh, chaotic nature of the realms of fairy themselves, and uh, the way that they mess with time, um, 
would probably, in, in all likelihood, would yield uh, little fruit for those who seek to take advantage of it. Um, uh, but they, the, um, this is also coming from the reason that Lady, what am I trying to say? Lady Haramore is not just the ruler of House Haramore. She's also a noted sage. Um, there is no other lords in the in in all the dolmen would that have that sort of double status, right? She, like she actually knows stuff. That's why she's able to kind of um, uh, say this with authority. Um, and um, uh, she does say though that the uh, the intelligence though is appreciated. Like whenever you you say like you've seen the the crookhorns up there, uh, up near Longshanks Falls. Um, uh, and they, she tells you that they have actually caught her forces when they cross the Groaning Lock on patrol on the on the northern side of the Groaning Lock, um, and the very southern reaches of the Naglord's domain. Um, they were actually able to take a uh, Crookhorn prisoner, and they have it right now in the dungeons of Haramore Keep. But it's proving particularly resistant to uh, uh, to the plying of for information. Even under the tender mercy, even under the tender care of Reverend Crestontius. <laughs> oh yeah, our friend. Yeah, nothing um, tender about that. Uh, so, you, you, like when you hear those words, you're like, "Oh, that must be one tough crookhorn." <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we managed to take one prisoner, and they are desperate uh, to get information out of him because we feel that he, that this particular crookhorn. Um, may know of the location of one of the major, major military outposts uh, uh, along the southern front uh, of the Naglord, where they may actually be amassing troops to launch an attack south. Um, uh, she is also glad to hear that the um, garrison is, the construction of the garrison is continuing apace in Prigwort, and she says um, to show this letter to um, the elder, the um, elevated council, let it double in purpose as it as it orders to the elevated council to redouble their efforts in um in uh you know um outfitting the garrison and strengthening the forces the defenses all kind of stuff because she she fears the worst but if we can actually find out where this outpost is um that would be extremely valuable information like valuable yeah it's not it's not made explicit. You see like yeah. little dollar signs by valuable. Like, yeah. Valuable. Um this seems to be like a very long message apparently, but <laughs> uh she uh <laughs> she says that um it it is you know you, you, you are not required. She's not this is not an order, Alphabet. I just want to I'm going to make that clear as a referee that she's not demanding this of you. Um but she says should you find your way to Haramore Keep, um we may have a means uh uh, we 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 may have an idea of a way to get this crookhorn to talk, um, but it may, it involves uh, some specialized skills. Dangerous. Hmm. We'll get yeah. Gwellen to talk him to death. Just a just another <laughs> thing to put on your list of things, that, you know. Um, but I, I'm just saying, as a DM, it's like it's it's okay. That'll sit there for a while. You know what I mean? It's you're not gonna. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not. We've we've got to question this guy now. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not. Well, a, it's not a quest over you or anything like that. Yeah. Not for nothing. Uh, maybe we should do something that Mike wouldn't care if he missed. I go. Mm -hmm. I want to go into a cave. Yeah, I think Mike wants to go into a cave too, though. Oh, uh, 
Who doesn't want to play Dungeons just and true. Dragons? Of course you want to go into a cave. That's just well, yeah. Listen, what I know is Mike isn't here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Snooze, you lose. You're right. Uh, you're right. I'm just saying. Uh... <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right, so, well, so that's the deal. Um, so now uh, right. we really do leave it open to you guys. Now, what, what, what exactly would you like yeah. to do? Uh, uh-huh. So, okay. I just have a couple things. So we have, um, as I said, we're we're running low on cash. We do have, uh, um, I, I know off off camera we discussed uh, disposition of some of our treasure. So we're we're at this point still not planning to sell or otherwise liquidate the fairy dagger or elf helmet or the lance right or the june gear now that we have it. i'll get to that i'll get to that right oh, right okay. Halifax, the the golden elf stuff you wanted to hold on to uh or yeah, do you still feel that way um i i would like to hang on to it until things get desperate just for that time when we meet with those golden elves i'd like to give it back to them that makes sense say, to me uh, okay. You know, we found this. We didn't feel right selling it. Seems like right, right. Sure. Uh, we're keeping the gold. Me. We're keeping the gold that it was in his pocket. That's not an issue. Not an issue. Yeah, that's that's okay. not something of honor. Yeah. So that leaves us with a drone dagger, drone staff, and drone torque. Mm. Um, which staff was magical. The staff is magic, but the dagger and the torque. So, I mean, I, I'll say this because of Gwillem's um, constant visits uh, that. Uh, you get every impression, even though he doesn't like explicitly say it, that he just expects to be given back um, two, two items, the spell book and the staff. Um, you have a feeling that you could probably get away without returning the torque. That that appears just to be sort of like a piece of jewelry. You know, so you, you know what I mean? Like, like to, yeah, the, 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 the to, gear to of the, clear, sorry. I, I just wanted to be clear. So these are the, the things that we got off the, the drone that we killed up by the, uh, yeah, yeah. The Gorth stuff, right. not his it's, personal. It's, this so is not Limnus's stuff. Okay, but you have Limnus's yeah. stuff, though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, 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 no. I gave Limnus's ropes back, which were the only. Thing he had other stuff. I don't know anything about it. The I haven't taken any. I haven't taken anything else from Limnus other than her yeah. ropes, which I gave back to him immediately. And I, I would, I will point out, though, I, I get your meaning. There's no prior to the negotiations that we went through, which is why I didn't want to proffer these items immediately. There's no way that. In my mind, Limnus would know that we even have these items anymore. Yeah, right? he doesn't even know. Okay, so like, yeah, if oh, so, I, I thought you had like yes, taken and in 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 absconded with his 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 gear, his stuff. No, well, I, don't well, think I, I took I took his robes because I wanted to hide him from being conspicuous mm-hmm. without realizing that it didn't really matter too much. So I gave his robes back. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right, cool. So he you're yeah, gonna you're gonna give him his own stuff back. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is not going back. to ask for the other druin stuff, so that's yours to do. Yeah, that, that's the staff and the dagger and the torque were something that we got off the the druin that killed that. You know, we killed, killed right, in the yeah, fight. Right, right. You were thinking of offering so, that as leverage, and it's no longer. Yeah, if we needed so. to, it wasn't yeah, necessary. It was so, 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 uh, in which case, Mike already tried to learn a spell from the spellbook and failed. So the spellbook is not useful to Mike. Yes, weren't there, there other spells in there? There though? are other spells in it, but he rolled. But he heals. Okay. He, he rolled the them. Staff, though, right? The staff is. Sorry. Didn't he roll them? Didn't he go through those spells? I thought. I thought he rolled through all of them. Spell that yeah. he couldn't cast yet, so he didn't roll for it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the staff is magical. It seems valuable to hold on to at right. least for now. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the, the choker. I say we ditch. That apparently has a value of 150 gold, which 
Argus uh, Accountant Helm would be very happy if that was what we did because that is the exact amount that we need to pay retainers for 10 more days of adventuring. I'm in for that. I think that's a great idea. I think we should do that. May we sell that for 150 gold pieces, John? Yes, you can. I will make a note. Thank you. Do you want to sell the drag dagger as well since it was also non-magical? I don't know what its value is, but I have no objection. Uh... I'm okay with that as well. I'd rather not be walking around with a jagger anyhow. Um, while we do this accounting, I need to go say goodnight to a kid. I'll be back in okay. just a few minutes. Sure. I don't... Actually, um... can we take a moment to do a potty break in general? Might go. Yeah, we take a quick break. Yeah, let's just do a quick sure. break. All right, everybody, we'll see you guys in a second. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we just did a little tiny bit of bookkeeping, book and just so everyone's aware, um, Argus sold the Droon Torque and the Droon uh, Dagger, which are obviously of Droon make, to Mossemeyer Druge, who would be um, obviously interested in it, would be willing to pay for it, and it's probably the smart play so that uh, it's not, you know, well known that you guys are unloading Droon artifacts in town. <laughs> it's probably not a good look. Um, so... Uh, uh, what else did what else were you doing logistic wise? Is that it? We got the letter from Haramore. Yeah. Oh, you want we've sold, company, we've sold some stuff for company funds. We just have to decide how long we want to stay in Prigwart while Limnus is healing. And um in order for so we can, you know, pay for that and then hit the road. Right. But you also um that money that you got for the jewelry you are using to re rehire or or to pay not rehire, but to pay Further. Pay retainers when we leave. Right. Okay. I mean, we're bringing Revo and Pem. Yeah. You know, when we head out, we rehire them up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm also uh, gonna pray for a hold person, <laughs> just to make it clear. <laughs> well, it depends on now. We're now we're looking long term. Like, how much more downtime are you going to spend here in town? Yeah, I don't have anything I need to be doing, so it's all a question of how long you want to sit and play dice with Limnus. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only I gonna play Owen, man. I'm only going to play as many times as we need, as so maybe a night while y'all are doing stuff, it sounds like. And then we hit the road. Right. Okay, so then the next question is, based on stuff that we were talking about before we started playing, the, the response we got from Haramore does not make me want to necessarily go up to Odd. It sounds like they've got it under control. We could go up to uh, Haramore and, and help with the interrogation of the, the Crookhorn, I would, yeah. I would, I would personally like to go to the cave. And I think the cave idea is the way to go. So I, I'm I, down with, I'm down with going down there, finishing so, what we started so many times. Yeah. So if if the twelfth of Simswald is when we had that conversation with Limnus, mm -hmm. and then do you want to just leave you, that night? You come back and play dice with them, and we leave on the thirteenth. That makes sense to me. The only Sounds thing I want to me. check is do we need any herbs or poultices or things we want to buy uh, um, before we leave? You know I'm... what? Now uh, now that we have um, uh, come across these uh, crickhorns that seem just riddled with uh, disease, yes. it just might be a good idea to see if uh, Wormspittle has anything for um, uh, diseases or poisons, which I don't think... Uh, I'm looking right now. So stop. there are ones that um, might help against fungal poison, against animal venom, against botanical poison. Um, uh, John, when we were viewing them, they had pustules and all that. Yeah. Obviously, the Nag Lord 
was was there any sort of like fungal feature? No, that's actually that's actually an interesting observation that there's yeah. no indication of that. It seemed um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What about uh, tetanus shots? Does he have tetanus vaccine? No, no, can't can't oh, help you there. Um, hey, David, your camera's out of whack, man. Oh, I have become blurry. You have indeed. You're focused on you're your passing eyes. passing through the fairy roads, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's those mushrooms, well, man. Why? Why, I wonder. Let me turn it off and on. Hold on. I mean, the soft focus is romantic and all, but... There he is. Listen, I mean, hey. Um, there you go. I trafficked with the fae, and here I am. That's right. Um, okay, doing a quick review of... So you have to see if like they're actually available. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's all. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. It doesn't look like there's anything that's be like, oh, this will this will be good protection against no. mange. Um, but um, uh, so so <laughs> so, oh, so, so sparing sparing any of those. There is one, and this needn't happen now. But I can't not be interested. And we haven't discussed it once yet, which is a crime to me. Which is what? the witch's oyster. Which is just calling me as a <laughs> a necessary purchase. Well, it's extre- uh, extremely it's rare. Psychedelic that grants oracular vision. Yeah, we'd have to roll to see if he even has it. Yes. Sure, go for it. Do you mind? <laughs> no, I mean, you're, if you go to Wormspittle, there's a chance he has it. So, I want to. Maybe the morning as we set off. I'm just kind of curious. So one in six chance. I want to I go to Wormspittle. One in sixteen point seven percent. So I'll roll a d six. Oh, 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 it's a two. No way. So, technically, two is one number and six. I just want to point. Out. Unfortunately, <laughs> brother, we don't have the witch's oyster today. Can I interest you with something else? Um, anything else, guys? Uh, poison resistance is useful in a sense. Uh, saves against magic are useful. Perhaps some see invisible. See invisible after our encounter with the drone would be. Useful. I was kind of wondering about that one actually. The Tom and Mary. It's a hundred and fifty though. It's quite expensive. So yeah, do we, do we have even also, also very it? rare? I don't know if I had to check my stock. Yes. Um, cheaper things. I already have garlic because I'm terrified of vampires. Garlic is expensive uh, these days. Lot. Garlic. What about some off after it? <laughs> garlic and their price gouging. <laughs> the garlic monopoly uh, in Dolan, which is that's the real what evil. About, what about some, some of the uh, I see uh I've heard of uh ostrich uh for uh, po- uh botanical poisons in case we eat something bad. Yeah, there's a decent okay. chance I may have some of that in the back. I would say about fifty percent chance. <laughs> Weird that he knows that. <laughs> I got a. He I, I, looks in his bag. I've got a two. <laughs> oh, and he calls out from the back. I, I, I do indeed have some coming, coming. So Offerich is um, uh, a black liquid that's fermented from the young roots of the lantern elm. So you drink it, um, and it's fermented. So it's got uh, yeah. So uh, it grants a saving throw against a poison of plant origin, and if the save succeeds, the poison is neutralized. Repeat doses are ineffective. So it's basically a straight-up neutralized poison for botanic for botanicals. That's pretty Great. cool. Um, Sixty pieces of gold for that. Uh, well, he's he's uh, got that from. Uh, he'd probably have to go to the ATM in town and make a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, uh, if, if you can afford, if you can afford multiple, you can roll a d6 to see how many he actually has in stock. But I don't know if you want, oh, okay. I don't know if you want more than one. Uh, oh, would anybody else be interested? Let's see. I'll, I'll roll there's, to see how many he there's has. There's one other thing not that I'd be interested in, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'd... All right. What'd you get? Uh, he has six. So he's got five more. My only, my only remark is that I'm also interested. I already have garlic. Out of abundant caution, none of this will be relevant in an immediate sense. I wouldn't mind having some wolf Spain in my pack as well. Mm. Which is only two. I was kind of thinking about that one. Which is only two, ten two. gold. So I just would like to have garlic and wolf Spain on the ready in my on my person. Well wolf, wolf Spain's uh, also a little I'm bit down nebulous. to buy whatever else in addition, but sorry. So wolf Spain you still do have to roll. Uh garlic is yeah, fine. garlic you can have as much as you want. Okay, so wolf Spain is three and six, so fifty percent. Mm -hmm. Am I are, am I uh, aiming for under or over. under you want a one two or three is what you want okay that's a three nice okay so so roll a d6 all right i will do that as well that's one one okay so he's only got one left which is all we need all need so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm down to get as many of the i only interjected to say that i would like to get one of those if we can with our funds but otherwise i'm down to get as many of the poison uh, yeah i'll buy uh, i'll buy two so if we each buy two, then. So to be aware, um, the description of Wolfsbane, at least the Dolmenwood version of it, I'm not sure if it's mirrored in the overall OSC book, is that you must hit with the herb in melee combat, and that repels lycanthropes. As you have to actually yeah. smack okay, them with good. the herb. Love it. It's not like you know, it's not like garlic where you can just like. That's wear very it. babushka. It's very babushka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm into it. All right, so I'm going to add that to my character sheet. I'm I'm very open to whatever else we would like to purchase. And um, so we were each buying two uh, Wolfsbanes, correct? No, there's only one Wolfsbane available. So I oh, bought okay. the one. I bought the one. Two ostrich. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Uh, ge general purpose ones that are good is um, is Fedab is is a great one uh, because it gives you an extra point hit point overnight. Uh, so it, it basically like if you, if you guys have a good night's rest out in the wilderness, you would gain two hit points per night instead of one. If you if you su supplemented uh -huh. it with Fedab. Um, and of course, uh, spirit, oh, spirit right. is always like a, a go-to. Oh yeah. We should see how much Fenob he has. I didn't see that before. That is. So Fenob is common. Uh, oh yeah. He's got it. No problem. Um, and, uh, spirit Hame, we would have to check. Uh, Fenob though is, is, uh, he'll probably, probably have more. Um, let's roll, um, let's roll 2d6. I right? have one spirit Hame. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we have to check to see if he even has spirit Hame. Fenob though, let's roll 2d6, see how many I'll yeah, have at least two doses of it. Yeah, do you want to roll this one? I, I rolled like a lot. I'm actually trying to keep track of everything we're buying. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll roll it then. Well, while you're rolling it, I'll also point out that as a friar, I have an advantage to administering spirit aim. So it is a useful thing within the party for me to have. Uh, what's Why is it? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, there's eight doses of Fenob. Um, they cost five each. Um, and what exactly is the friar ability that makes it just spirit aim? I will read it. I will read it. Post tense one moment. Uh, if I if I'm understanding correctly, I could be wrong. Hold on one second. Uh, okay. So the friar has an herbalism skill, and that herbalism skill says, in the hands of a friar, a single dose of an herb is sufficient for two subjects. This does not apply to herbs used to combat monsters such as wolfbane. So any herb that we have has a double dose, except for 
anti-monster herbs. Yeah. Which would apply to spirit aim, would just apply, apply to... Actually, that's really it, It's really wow. good. Okay, it applies to everything. I'm, real, I'm really processing this in, in the moment here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So everything we just bought, with the exception of anything that is used to combat monsters, I can double the portion of. Yes. So like the Fenib, for instance, like one dose of Fenib um, would actually make two people gain an extra hit point overnight. Oh, oh okay. this is this is a phenomenal skill. Okay, so mm. Friars, gotta love them. Uh, that's the situation. So... Great. So it would work. Okay. Yeah. So wait, <laughs> I'm a little confused. Okay. So Gulen bought one Wolfsbane. There's only one available. I bought the one. Yes. We're each buying two doses of the uh, ostrich, right? Or if if or if your mind has changed, I double the dosage of all of those by virtue of administering them myself. Mine's still buy them because we, we, we can still buy we can still buy them all. I'm just saying, I'm like if there's something else we want. Yeah, it's it's called offerich, offerich, offerich. Yeah, O F sorry, O F E R I T C H. At sixty GP each, is that right? Sixty. I believe so. Yes, yes. Offerich was sixty. Yeah. Off, off, okay. Off to rich. Off to rich. Sorry, mispronouncing it myself. All right. So two each per character. Okay, and then you got eight doses of fenib at five each. Uh, right. It's forty, right? Right. It's uh, what was the fun of? That's the um. That gives you one extra hit point. The overnight sleepy one. We just we can just buy that out of the company fund if you like. Those are the root bulbs of a forest flower. Uh, and you put it okay. you put it underneath your tongue at night. All right, I'll take that off uh, the company funds. So Wolfsbane, Offerich, Fenob. Was there something else somebody bought? Uh, I think that's as far as we got. Okay. Okay. But the the Fenib, uh is you have it like in the. Are we going to keep that in the wagon or something? We yeah, I think so. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Uh, these are uh, for encumbrance purposes are basically like bunches, right? So they would they would or bundles. I'm sorry. So like three three would be a slot sort of thing. Oh. Well, uh, do we want to we want to head to the cave? Does that seem like? Uh... Our next move. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, how are, do we need? Uh, do we need to buy more uh, rations before we go, or do we have enough? We actually have a lot. We barely oh, used really a bunch. Yeah. All that time we were gone was actually like one day for us, so yeah. we've barely touched our rations. Love it. Um. So I need to take off 120 for two doses of offerage. Okay, so um, did we rolled for weather. Did we? No, we haven't rolled for weather this t today. So let's see. What, Not for today. Let's, no. Let's see what the weather is. Who's rolling it? Me? You? Uh, it's just like it. I've done it much. You, somebody else. I'll do it. Okay, weather is two d six. Seven. Seven. Warm and sunny. It is a beautiful day to encounter a rogue wizard. Indeed. All right, so you're going to head south to Fog Lake with intent. All right. Intent this time. Um, and we paid the retainers 10 days again up front. Okay. 
All right, so uh, yeah, Weevil, Bregan, and Pim are excited to get back out on the road. This is literally going back in the exact same direction that you went before. Um, are, are you... Um, We're going to park in the same spot, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I, I assume that you're going to go the shortest route, which is in the safest, which is going to the road at a point where then you're going to leave and go south, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, so into Hex 1206 and then moving south into Hex 1207. Um, you're taking the full complement, the, the whole wagon... Horses, all that, all that jazz. The whole yep. shebang. Yeah, what, what's what's you? You've got Ethel, and do we have mounts? What? Uh, just the one to pull the wagon, right? Yeah, no, I don't. Think we're, are are so we are riding the horses along with? Okay, I think we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that because that way, if we need to hurry back, we can. So do all, I just can't remember? Do all three of you have riding horses? We do. Uh, thanks. Yeah, to we Will right. yeah. has uh, Snell's old horse. And then yeah. you also have a draft horse that is pulling the wagon. Correct. Okay. We also have a a uh, mastiff is what we chose, perhaps for uh, the dog. Puddles. Wasn't his name? I think the, puddles. The, the, the puddles. Puddles. The puddles. The puddles. The miniature poodle. I believe. It was. Uh, it was a. It was a schnoodle. A schnoodle. Okay. Yeah, the length. Um, he's the best boy. Or maybe he's the best boy. Um. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hotweiler. Okay. So now, when we go into the woods, do we want to change up who we bring with us on this journey? We have a hunter. Remember, we have bringing a, that stupid Pim with us. Well, <laughs> Pim, <laughs> we could bring more than one. Uh, we can we yeah, work for you, dude. Yeah. So, so what do we think about bringing Pim to carry stuff and bringing uh, Weevil, the fighter, to assist us in the uh, cave dwelling? And bring in the hunter and our guard dog stay behind on the road. Does that make sense? Bregan? Unless we need the hunter to help us safely find our way to the crystal caves. I I yeah, I might suggest we leave the fighter with the with the wagon, take yeah. the hunter with us to make sure we don't get lost. Yeah. Okay, Bre Bregan will come with us again along with Pim, and we will uh dive into the woods. Okay. Yeah. All right. So first of all, the um you have a wagon or a cart? Wagon. So a wagon with a, a roof, right? Yep. All right. Okay. Yes. You have like, yeah. Okay. The modified Varda wagon. All right. And you have two two draft horses pulling it? I believe so. Yeah. And then uh, let me go back I and double check. I think it requires to. two. Well, I'm just, I'm asking for what I'm looking for is encumbrance and the number of horses that are pulling it because that determines how fast the. Yes. Two horses. I have the list here. Okay. Um, and have uh, you have you gone over? Uh, what is it? One fifty slots. Oh heck no. Okay. Uh, okay. Language. That'd be it. I've got. That'd be a good problem to have, I suppose. Right. Uh, yeah, I've got many slots left. Okay, so you're moving at a rate of twelve then, uh, twelve miles a day, and yeah. uh, according to my thing here on the road, you are moving. At, hold on. Uh, I always forget this. I don't know why, because he's been on the road many times. Oh, on a road. Here we go. On a road, Tangle Forest, no modifier. Great. So you're moving 12 miles a day, going out of Pickport, and you're going to be going about six miles. So about half the day, you get to the point where you are able to go off the road. You know at this point where you set up camp, and you're going to leave Weevil there, right? You're going to take Bregan. Weevil and the dog are staying behind. Bregan and Pim. and Pim are coming 
One more question on that note. Are we bringing Ethel the Mule, and what does Ethel the Mule have on them? Um, Ethel currently carries um, a spare shield, tent, cook pots, rope, shovel, Perfect. rations, saw, awesome. and yes, we're bringing Ethel with us. Absolutely, we bring Ethel. All right. Okay. Uh, sounds great. He only has five, no, yeah, five slots left, but we can always just have a feast if we need to carry a lot of stuff. Cool. She's okay. got three large sacks, so we've got some. Okay. Cool. All right, in we go. All right, so off you go off into the uh, the forest again. This is around the same area where you know that hidden that that path was that led to uh, Mother and uh, the Baker's dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, although you do not see any signs of an ambush laid across the track, nor do you see any signs of those women um, as you head southwards um, into the forest. Um, now I must roll. I think our intent is to skirt. We don't want to engage with the bakers, right? We're going straight past it to the cave. We're cave hunting. Okay. Yeah. So um, you do find that the easiest way is to actually go along that very small path that um, the only reason you're able to follow is because you've been along it before, so you're able to find it. Um, so I, uh, I I assume that you're going to skirt, though, off that path in order to like stay out of sight of anywhere near that, that yeah. path. In in that case, you will um you do have a chance of actually getting lost. Uh, uh, we brought a hunter. Hunter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, we have our carns. Oh, in this hex. Yeah, we're in new territory though now, right? If we go off, oh, the... yeah, if we oh, go no, off no, no. the path. We did. We did a carns in every hex that we explored. I think you're probably right. We didn't explore the hex. We just did the path to the baker's house. No, it's fine. I it's fine because oh, you I'm you mistaken. did deep searches right. of the both hexes, so you did uncover. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. At least these two, I know. Um. Okay. okay. Do you want to? So you got a hunter. So control. normally the chance would be two and six to get lost. Right. Um. What's cool about having a hunter is that it becomes a a two and twelve chance of getting lost. Having the cairns also reduces that by one. So Bregan, using Gwillem's guidance upon where the cairns are, the markers are, um, it reduces the whole thing down to a one in 12 chance of actually getting lost. So very, very slim. So um, Gwillem, uh, remember that these, uh, and for those viewers out there who maybe just be not realizing it, that uh, Weevil, Bregan, and Pym are all Gwillem's retainers. And the way I rule it is that um, when you're the one who has the retainers, you get to run them. Um, So uh, why don't you make the roll? Cannot wait. That scared me. That is a 10. A 10. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Great. I should switch to the Overland map here. Let me just uh, blow this up so folks can see where we're going. Oh, they've been... On the way, I say, uh, Bregan, Pem, it is so nice to see you both again. <laughs> Happy to be aboard. Certainly, uh, certainly the, uh, uh, the world before us is uh, lit by the, 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 the grace of the one true God. Well, you've treated us right so far. Been fed, paid. <laughs> Haven't encountered anything really dangerous so far. We'll see. <laughs> I don't. Hey, uh, I don't know how I. What is it. your uh, What is your definition of perilous? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we know. Why are you planning on putting us in peril? 
Well, hopefully not. But, uh, you know, if you find, say, soft pudding to be terribly perilous, <laughs> uh, I would like to know in advance. Oh, uh, I I'll, I'll, I'll have you know I brought lactate pills for anyone who does <laughs> uh, have the constitution for dairy. So, Brecken is able to guide you through the forest, no problem, uh, sure. spreading wide of uh, the baker's house. Um, and mm -hmm. you find yourself uh, in the next text over. Um, let's see. Well, actually, that would be six and then about... Nine, so you could probably actually you could probably get to it actually at the very end of the day. All right, one moment, please. Articulating splines mm -hmm. off the road. Two and six. A little bit of less action right here. Uh, tangled forest yeah. off road. Thirty three percent slower. So are we kind of under the E in the fog lake? banner that's kind of where i imagine we are uh you will end up there by the end of the day okay more like under the a to be absolutely Ooh. specific um all right so uh you enter into the area that surrounds the miles that kind of surround fog lake so you kind of remember this from uh, actually in game world time um it was a couple weeks ago now um, it was only a couple sessions ago, though, that um, near the end of day, as the sun is actually setting in the west, um, the mists encroach upon you in the forest that you know are issuing forth from uh, the depression in which fog lake itself sits. And as the light goes, dwindles down, and fireflies start appearing in the air, you hear the booming croaks of the bog owls that sort of e echo through the forest around you. Um, and you know that you are nearing by, nearing the fog lake. Um, you have not encountered anything untoward on your journey, which is really good. Um, so you look forward to being able to set up camp somewhere near fog lake. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You have not actually viewed fog lake. You've never actually seen it with your own eyes yet. Is that correct? Um, uh, we, we were... met a guy at the shore of it, right? Yes. You did. Yes. Okay. We were on the north yeah. western side. Where we ran into that guy and his okay, you did, yeah. You see, it was Chris Lunting or something, but we just kind of talked to him for a little while. Indeed, yes, that, that, that an, oyster, a, an oyster cult, I believe, or some sort of that thing. Uh, he was well, it, it's a it's a thing, so uh, you should be aware. Um, his his name was Duncan Mud Merlo, uh, was his yeah, name. and he was a, yeah. a manservant of uh of a person who was known as the Jolly Oysters. Um, mm. The Jolly Oysters mm -hmm. Pollard, who is the uh, nominal ruler of the Woodcutters Encampment. Yeah, that's the guy. And he was pa he was yes. panning for a rare substance called Azoth oh. that could only be distilled here upon the lakes of Fog Lake. Um, he is not here, however. Um, although you do see as you approach the brink, uh, looking out over the Fog Lake, which you you don't see spread out before you because it is so foggy, of course. But the uh, the walls that form the barrier. Uh, the form the protective area around the lake itself are pocketed with a number of different uh, man-sized caves like large enough to, to stand in. right um yeah. and we had been in one of those before yeah and you had seen actually those yeah. russet shaped uh, russet colored crystals oh, yeah. um that seemed to be in the back of them and um uh, i can't remember if duncan told you but uh we'll say he did um that uh, it is these crystals that are actually extremely fragile that actually um, they decay into like a slushy, gravelly mud um, shortly after reaching their full size that is then um, able to be distilled into this uh, a particularly dangerous drug, Azoth, um, which his master seems Ooh. to be addicted to. Um, yeah, we have drugs. He's, he, he was panning. Uh, he said he was a gentleman's gentleman from the woodcutters. 
and we picked a cave, to, I think maybe to spend the night in. We went in, and uh, Argus broke some off the wall and, and licked a crystal, and I, I have him noted as tripping balls. I don't think it mechanically did anything, but he had a fun night, I think. Yeah, it's because you didn't, you, you didn't actually smoke it, you know, that sort of thing. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Intriguing. Uh, and so we we it, it's kind of sunset that we're coming yes coming on yes exactly days. and it's um it, it's particularly well it's, it's actually probably pretty beautiful because the the setting sun would probably actually diffuse through the mist right and kind of cause the air around you to actually sort of glow with like a deep dark orange hue um you know at, at nighttime but the moment that you would actually uh, descend the steep banks of the basin um down to the uh, sandy floor uh that uh, is the, the the rocky shore that basically is uh, around that surrounds Fog Lake it would be very very dark. Okay, gotcha. And John, when we look at, I, I don't know how far around the edge we can see on the on the map. It looks like it makes kind of a, a you know a nice little uh, a horseshoe shape. Um, are there do there appear to be these man sized caves? on the east side that we're looking you kind of across. See. So uh, to give you an idea, up. a sense of scale, because once again, this is just like a diegetic map. Um, uh, in actuality, this is a, a miles wide lake. It, wow. it, it, it takes up basically the entire um, southern half of the hex. So it's at least like at least about at least three miles wide at its widest point. So, oh, wow. so okay. you could not you would not be okay. able to see the other side. And not only that, you would not be able to see the other side on a clear day, much less on Fog Lake, where everything is shrouded in fog. Um, it is so foggy here at the uh, at the end of day that um, if your companion moves away from you about fifteen feet, he's gone in the mist. Hmm. Um, Ethel is a, a little bit nervous, you can tell, um, and Pim as well looks about as nervous as Ethel. Bregan's Bregan's taking it in stride. How how hard do we think it would be to find the cave that we stayed in before? Not hard because you're approaching from the same direction, so you can do that. You can you can easily find that cave. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we stay there tonight since we've kind of been there before, and in the morning scout the caves. What do you guys think? Well, I think I would like to since we have been here before. We know how foggy it is. Uh, I would like to request that we collected some firewood before. Before we left the forest, can we do that? Like along the way, certainly. Yeah. Yep. So okay. your target. Oh, I should. I should um, sorry. Your target number is eight for firewood for the night. So each of you guys can roll and, a d six, uh, and I will say it is ideal condition, so there won't be any penalty. Uh, uh, I'll roll one. I got a three. I got a five. There you go. So you All right. Got enough wood. That's that's a nice firewood. Okay. I would also. Can I go ahead and forage as well? Sure. I believe that's a D6. It is. Remind myself one more time. That is a six. That's a no good, unfortunately. Oh, what it is. So as far as staying in the same cave goes, I mean, I don't see any particular reason not to. Uh, we can, I guess, reasonably assume it's probably not filled with poisonous, you know, adders or something. I mean, there might be new ones, but at least yeah, we know there exactly. weren't ones there once. Mm. Right, yeah. Um, on the other hand, I don't see any point in spending a lot of effort hunting for it in the fog. If we can't find it, it you know, no point in like staggering around all night, getting exhausted no, no, trying to find it. I'm telling you, you can find the cave. Like you're approaching. okay. Then why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're old friends. Us cave. <laughs> all right. Um, um, 
before we bed down to, the, to for the night, um, because uh, my whole person only lasts for 24 hours, I'm going to uh, tell the tale of a rapscallion bar in Crassen, Castle Brackenwald I once attended, wherein uh, <laughs> the, the, the youth were quite fond of some thing they called planking. <laughs> I'm going to suggest. <laughs> I'm going to suggest that uh, if anyone be a willing participant, I can turn them uh, into something stronger than the 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 uh, uh, rottest iron, mm. and we can we can test them out as such. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to cast whole person on them if anyone wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, volunteers? Anyone? Volunteers? Anyone? Uh, does this count as peril? I'm I'm not sure. I'm getting paid enough. <laughs> uh, how how long does how long does this uh, last? Halifax, my friend, I will dispel it as soon as we have. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, last how, how about fun? Four hours. How about fun? All right, all right. I, 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 let's let's uh, let's see what you can do. We're gonna turn him into a bench. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna cast hold person on Halifax, uh-huh. and I guess maybe part of the parlor trick is that like I bring in Argus to be like one post, and I'm the other post, and Halifax is sort of like strewn across stiffly, and I'm like, "Come, Bregan, Pim, look, God. put your cup upon, dear Halifax. Yes." Uh, can, can, can I try to resist it? Because I'd love to try to resist it and That'd I'll just fake it if I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be very funny. Yeah. Old Halifax hinge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it is. It is a negative two saving throw, save versus paralysis. So let's see what that roll is. Okay. So, uh, my paralysis roll. Wait. 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 Is this magic a fairy origin? You've been talking a lot <laughs> of uh, your moon sign. Will... That's for that's for me to know and you to find out, my friend. Fairy, friar, fairy. You know. Well, I, I, I guess if my if my save ends up having an extra plus two, we'll know your secrets. Uh, as I have a plus two against fairy. Uh, oh, there we go. But I shall roll uh, my. Uh, my save against paralysis and petrification is a 14. So I'm trying to roll above that, yep, right? hit it or above. Oh, so close. <laughs> you sure it's not fairy? It's a 13. Uh, it's not, unfortunately, my friend. Yeah, yeah, you it. are the stiffest of boards. Okay, so... Uh... I, I invite Pim to stand on top of you, and then we go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're now starting to question already. Uh, who their employer is. You, you do that light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather, exactly. stiff as a board thing. Uh, okay, so uh, does, every, does everyone have a bedroll and a tent? Yes. Uh, I believe we all yeah. bought that as part of our uh, company goods, although I, Ted is actually the one. Yeah, Halifax is carrying uh, on his person a tent and a bedroll. I am not carrying that on my person. So either I do not have it, or I thought we had it on Ethel. Did you not say There's that? There's one yeah. tent on Ethel. We were, but I think that um, Hallie was carrying one, right? Yeah, yeah. Hallie has one in his We have two tents. It we occurs to me that we do not have tents for the... the uh, we left the tents behind for mm-hmm. the retainers. Okay. They do exist. They're on the wagon. 
Can I can I ask? Is it necessary to have a tent when we're in a cave? If the benefit of the tent is to protect us from the, with the weather. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so you guys don't need to make contacts, and you're able to um, get a good night's rest. I don't think any of you guys were hurt. Obviously not. Um, My feelings were kind of hurt when you turned <laughs> me into a plank. Listen, you volunteered, all right, buddy. Um, you <laughs> can you can retcon having the tents on Ethel if Ethel can handle the additional burden. Yep, I'll remove one from the wagon and put it on Ethel. All right, let's see what the morning weather brings here at Fog Lake. I'll roll it 2d6. Yep. Uh, four. Four, okay. Uh, windy and cloudy day. So mm. here at Foggy Lake, I'll actually say, so it, it's sort of a dull day, um, and uh, the um, the fog is resistant to being um, lifted in the morning uh, because of the way that the lake is situated. But it is a windy day, so it does actually, um, in passes, sort of like, uh, whips away the fog and sort of reveals Fog Lake in the overcast day uh, briefly. Um, and you can just see like the shimmering gray water that's, um, you know, just slowly Ooh. laps up on the on the beach quietly um, uh, off into the distance. It, it, you know, it's so vast that, you know, it looks like you're on the edge of like the ocean, you know, for all sure. you know, you've never seen it, but um, you never thought that you could see so much water uh, in one place, but uh, nevertheless, and well, then like a second later, it's like the the fog just like whoosh, just rolls right back in and covers the whole thing. Um, it does reveal though um, the shoreline as well, and you can see that off to the northwest there is a place where the um, where there is water that actually flows down and into a gigantic pit, um, uh, uh, you know, like straight down into the earth. I don't remember if you were well. That sounds. Uh, yeah. I have to go investigate a pit full of water. Is, is that loud? It's got to be loud, right? If water's like rushing, it would be like a waterfall sound. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Actually, yeah, we'll say it's like some distance away, but you manage to you you can catch sight of it, sort of like way off in the distance, sort of thing. Like one of those toilets that's constantly running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I know. There's one. There's one other thing. Like Halifax thinking. Uh, like we're in. The, there are a bunch of other caves around us where we are, mm -hmm. right? Or okay, so he knows that we're hunting an, a, a person that may have been hanging out and hiding out in these caves for a while. Mm. Um, he'd want to get up early and just hang out in the mouth of the cave and listen um, carefully, because if somebody was hiding out in these caves for a while, people have morning routines, right? Right. Mm. They're going to go out to the. They're going to go out and get water to cook with, or they're going to leave their cave to go pee, or, you know, or or something. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> kind of just go like hang out at the at the mouth of the cave and watch and listen for any signs, you know, any sounds of like pots clanking, like somebody getting water for the day, okay, or you know, watching figures in the mist. Sure. Why don't you so why, why don't you roll time. me a listen check? Okay, the listen is, oh, that's a D6, right? I will do this. Uh, boom! That's probably not good. That's a five. Yep, so there, um, you do hear like a lot of no noise, like like general sounds of the forest around you in the, in the morning, but nothing that appears to be any sort of sentient creatures uh, activity. Um, you don't know how much you, it's, 
it's interesting because the natural bowl shape of the depression in which the lake sits actually creates, uh, and I don't know, maybe, I don't know if the fog would do this, but I'm saying it does. Um, it, it distorts sound in a manner that there's like um, constant echoing. Um, so you're never able to kind of pinpoint where sound is actually coming from. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, so not hearing anybody else pee, uh, he goes in peace. Okay, great. You guys hear the sound of peeing come from all directions. Mm, <laughs> Bodily functions are very important and neglected in D&D. I just have to say this that. This is very true. Uh, all right, well, sparing any sightings that seem suspicious, I think we should uh, make our way to the pit of water and and on the way obviously like keeping an eye out as we pass caves and other things like that but cool all right so it doesn't take you that long just a few minutes as you kind of make your way along the, you know your your footsteps sort of shift along the the uh, the loose rock um here against the water you can hear it gently lapping up against uh, the shore um and you approach what appears to be um uh, water that is running out of a uh, a break in the basin wall itself, um, and actually before it reaches the lake, actually pours down um, into this uh, gigantic uh, pit that is approximately about th roughly about thirty feet wide. Um, uh, so it's like a this mist, like this mist is sort of kind of coming up out of the hole itself. Um, quite loud though. Um, but this is much smaller than like Longshanks Falls, where where you appeared out of the door, right? That um, that was a huge, that was like a Niagara sort of fall. This is, you know, this is only about fifteen feet wide or so. Um, uh, uh, coming in from the west, flowing down. Now you can see like right at the lip along the um, the southern edge of this pit, there is actually a, um, a rough stone stairway that is actually being cut into the side that leads down. Um, the the sides of this uh, pit in general are um, are rocky, but they are patched with like lush patches of like moss and fern that are sort of glistening in the morning light. Um, but uh, looking down, you can see that. Uh, let's see, would you be able to see? Yeah, yeah, I think you probably would. Um, about twenty feet down, the water is hitting, falling down into like what is a pretty tranquil pool, and there's actually a sandy beach that is visible at the base of the steps on the southeastern side. Um, you see what appears to be some sort of like large insects sort of flitting around with like fluttering wing wings. Their iridescent wings sort of catch the early morning sun as they sort of like like dragonflies, right? Like they and they. When you say large. Like 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 <laughs> like dragonflies, like larger than normal insects. So they're, they're like dragonfly okay. size, right? Okay, we're right. not talking yeah. like okay. But you can't quite make them out, right? Like they're you could just see movement in the darkness, and they they are like kind of crisscrossing over the pool and over the steps that leads down. And just are they weird? Are they weird or are these kind of, you know, like dragonfly things? That you don't know. You can't, you can't tell. You're just noticing, you know, you can hear the fluttering of insects and kind of make out that there's these rather large things that are sort of fluttering around. But it's it's too dark to actually kind of get a good idea. I say we leave uh, so, Ethel with Pim and we go down. Let's go down. I agree. Um, I also uh, just... Sorry. I was going to say uh, we should definitely go down, but we got to be... Uh, Careful, if there is a spellcaster down there, they could have left all kinds of little traps or warning things on the stairs for us. That's my concern. So, two thoughts. One, we have rope. Two, John. Yes? 
20 feet, you said. 20 feet. It's not far. 20 feet's a short. 20 feet down. Down. You're going to cannonball into the water. water. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I'm going to cannonball into the water. John, of course I am. Are you going to strip down first and just be this white cannonball that jumps off your foot? Listen, all I wear is robes anyhow. Um, and I carry a staff. I'm a man of simple means. Uh, I just want to confirm. I mean, like, as a player, I understand that, like, a waterfall piercing into a, a basin like that for long periods of time would create, like, depth. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but as a character, I want to make sure this isn't two feet deep and I'm breaking both of my legs. So, do I get a sense that, uh... All you, right, you have no you idea. What? You don't, I mean, you know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do it. Why not? Your rock, you know, throw a rock first, you know. That's right. Why not? Why don't I do that? I'm going to throw a rock. Uh, throw a rock to warn somebody down there that we're coming? Come on. I'm he's surprising him, baby. I'm surprising him with my cannonball. You're not going <laughs> to surprise him, dude. Because, you, you, like, they're going to be like, Oh, what was that? Oh, I bet it was that guy climbing out of the pool there. I'm no longer surprised. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I'm not interested in jumping in my full plate. Heck no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Run, I, here's, here's, that's a very good point. Here's what I'll say. Um, I'm sincerely worried that if there's anyone uh, hiding down there, that the stairs have been trapped in some ma- manner. Let's uh, climb down. Let's climb I think, down on a rope. I, I think a rope makes a lot of sense. If uh, you would like, uh, for the fun of it, I'll tie one end of that rope to my waist, and you can hold the other end, and I will jump down into the pool. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, hole in the oak really messed us up. <laughs> We're afraid of a staircase. Just saying, I think it's a fun idea. I can create a little zip line for you guys. You can say, poop, poop. we could do a real. Um, uh, uh, anyway, we don't have to do that, but I think it'd be fun. Okay, so what's the plan? What do you guys want to do? I want to go down the stairs. I don't think there's traps on the stairs. Can we? Can we? Can we check those stairs for some traps? Can we poke them a bit? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to no, slip. Old, old, I'll, I'll, tell you what. I'll go down first. I got my shield, and I'll use the butt of my spear to tap and test the stair ahead of me. Okay, so it appears to be stone. It's cut stone. It's rough. Um, it does yep. go, descend down into darkness. There's only a very small pool of light that um, penetrates the hole and like is illuminating what appears to be just like the pool. And you can kind of see like uh, it also the, the the sandy beach that sort of fronts it on the southeastern side. However, the stairway basically goes down into darkness and avoids that sun that beam of sunlight, um, which is right. cloudy at best, anyways, because it's a windy, cloudy day. Now, when I get to a point where I can't really see what I'm doing, I'll call up and I'll I'll say, "Do we have a lantern?" I, if no I, one, I have a lantern. You've got a lantern. I mean, I can light a torch, but if you've got a lantern right there, do the lantern because he can use his shield to kind of like shield the the light so that it's yeah. down and not just shining. Okay, through. mark off a pint, yes. a flask of oil. Are you carrying that yourself? Uh, yeah, I have one uh, flask of oil with me. Who's carrying it? Uh, the, the, the rest. The rest. Yeah, uh, the rest is on Ethel. Uh, but wait, do we oh, have oh, a? Oh. a we have a, a, not carrying a, any oil. Okay. Well, I have one flask of oil with me. Oh, thank God. Whoops. Gentlemen, don't waste the oil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Allow I me. 
Save your spells. We can do yeah, this. We can do this no, I'm not talking about spells. I'm talking about leaping off of the side of the no, fucking no. grass. Are you, are you going out? I'm balling. I'm going to do it. Okay, you're right. Okay, so you... Uh, We're going down the stairs. Poke, poke, Yeah, poke. Argus and Halifax are making their way down. Halifax has got... So, Argus, you're going your lead, but Halifax has the lantern behind you. Is that correct? Uh, since he's only got one flask of oil, I'm going to say, oh, don't waste your oil. I'll pull out a torch. Torch. And don't we have don't we have a, a guy to carry? Don't we have a torch bearer? Yes, you do. You left him at the top. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can bring. I, I'll say. I'll tell, I say, Pim, join them. Join them, Pim. Also, we have Bregan, who again has a bow. Um, and I think I think it would make sense in a scenario like this that I tell them to train their bow as far as they can see at the bottom of the pit in case something comes goes awry. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if they're at the top. And should it, and should it not? Should it not follow us when we call for them to to come yeah. away? So, yeah, so Bregan at the top with a bow, watching Ethel. Mm -hmm. Him holding a torch, right behind Halifax. Yes, Halifax, me. Okay, and then jumpy McJumper loincloth gotcha. here. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Pim's torch. I need you to mark off a torch. Okay. Um, and then um, all right, so that lights up, and uh, then you guys are about to make your way down. Then Guillem's like. And you, you say anything, or you just sort of like quietly, just sort of like I'm, I'm, I'm gone, fools, and just jump. I just, I just, I, just, sort of, I, just I, do, I do a revelator before I jump, silent to myself. Mm -hmm. And here's, here's what I actually do: I turn to Pim and uh, and break it, and I do one of these. I just sort of do it back. <laughs> yeah, <that's awesome. laughs> right, and you're like, no, and you just. He, Disappears, um, and you see his body go right past you, and then uh, he, uh, and then, whoosh, whoosh, and uh, you. Did you have that third character rolled up? On <laughs> you, you, you splash into the waters, um, and uh, it, it is not two feet deep, so you you you. I figure it is. And, you, and you go down in, um, cold though, so cold. Mm, um, sure. And you you burst out of the water. It's super loud. You're like, um, you're white tonsured form um and you know you can feel like the weight of your cloak and all your gear like basically uh, pulling you you sure. know holding you down but you're you can swim so it's not a big deal um and um you see that indeed there um you, you are in a large um cavern that is dominated by this tranquil pool the the pool itself appears to be about um 20 feet east to west 25 north to south it's very rough and along the southern east wow. southeastern part is this um sandy beach um yeah uh now you can see that in the northwestern side um that there appears to be a small opening about uh about four feet wide Looks about looks natural, like a natural opening in the cavern, and you could swear that as you you're getting your bearings, your eyes are adjusting, and you're sort of like treading water, just kind of like looking around. That to the northwest, there in that cavern, you see something scuttle away, and you could think that you can hear like um, what sounds like um, um, leather or, or like leather boots, like on stone, like echoing through. And then looking over at the beach, which is on the opposite side, so you kind of turn around in the water and sort of look to the southeast. Um, you can see that there is a um, a quarter that heads off to the east about five feet wide. Um, it is a, another natural chamber. And there is some sort of glow coming from there that is um, actually uh, pulsing between a purple and orange. It's like 
like between those two colors. It doesn't make that sound, but it, it phases those And is those there colors. any correlation between that and the terminus of the stairwell that I can tell? Uh, what do you mean correlation? That's okay. So one direction, four by four passage with the suspect potentially. Other direction, beach. Beyond that is a pulsing light yeah. in another corridor. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where do I see the stairs sort of turn? Oh, oh, does it end? Yeah, so it actually ends on that beach. So the, the stairway will end yeah, okay. um, on the very southern part of that beach. Okay. So on the eastern part of the beach is this natural quarter that leads off that is pulsing. And then the stairway um, uh, wends down from the west and from the top 20 mm -hmm. feet above. And you can see your companions making their way down, shaking their heads at you. Um, and, it, sure. and it ends right at the southern edge of this uh, sandy beach. Right. Perfect. I have one more curiosity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to what, kind of look. You promise? You're done after that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to smugly look at Halifax. Oh, boy. Argus as if they are just the most cowardly city folk I've ever seen. Just, have they ever even stepped foot in Dalton before? <laughs> and sort of do a backstroke for a second. But I would like to dive into the water open my eyes and see if I perceive anything under the water itself in terms of other passages, in terms of items that may have fallen, fallen down there that are shining to the light that is, that is trickling down, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a quick search under the water to passages, items, et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, what, what, yeah, what, what color are the tentacles that reach out? Are there, are there, I know, right. Or there, are there animal bones? Did someone, did it, did, you know no, what I mean? So you get my point, it, like anything that may I be got in it. there. Yep. So you, you go down and you kind of look under, um, luckily there's a, just enough sunlight to kind of get a bead that you can feel that there is actually, first thing you notice is there is a slight current here. Um, you're not directely underneath. Interesting. You're not, you're not here. Uh, you're not directly underneath the waterfall itself, obviously. Um, but there's a current that is running to the Northeast. And when you sort of, judge that and kind of look in that direction, you can see that underwater there is a 10 foot wide tunnel um, that leads down from the northeast corner of the pool's base. Amazing. Okay. Uh, um, amazing. Now what you see down there actually is you see, um, and this is what else is happening as, as uh, well, we'll go back to Argus and Halifax. As you are making your way sure. down, these strange insect things actually come up to you and you realize that they actually have Human-like faces. <laughs> oh, no, no, yes. no. Some of them are wearing... You doubted me for jumping in some, the water. Like, All I'm saying is... <laughs> some of them are wearing little tweed jackets, some of them. Some of them actually oh, have, like, um, compound eyes, like flies, set in human faces. Um, and they approach you, and they laugh maniacally in your face. Um, at the same time, Willem is underneath the water, and he sees these same creatures, all, all of varying uh, the varying colors of the rainbow. Um, each of them seem to be, you know, a single color. Um, that there are actually some under the water, and they are uh, they are like kind of floating in the water, and they're actually attached to the. Um, uh, uh, there's actually rocks on the bottom of the pool itself near that entrance, that ten feet of water, and they're actually there, and they're they're sitting there. Some of them actually have their legs crossed as if they're just sort of relaxing genteely, you know what I mean? Sure, and they're sure. they're um, languidly chewing some sort of weed. You can actually see like oh, little wow. fronds of weed like um, coming, like kind of sticking out. They're like their tiny little mouths. Just, and they sort of look, look up and they just sort of smile. Sure. And they have like, like, you can see like green stuff like caught in their teeth. That's, this is underwater, right? Yes, and yes, and yes, yes, like, yes. What yes. the fuck is that? 
Um, so when I see that, can I sort of like, in a friendly way, kind of wave at them <laughs> and smile? Yeah, and they, they sort of do like the mermaid thing. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and uh, uh, and like little uh, bubbles of um, air like escape from their lips. And it appears that you are dealing with uh, malicious beings known as sprites. Delicious. Malicious sprites. is a particular term. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't truck with the Fae. Uh, we'll find out what happens with this little uh, uh, kind of next time as we have reached uh, the end of our episode. Uh, so, yes, you will have to. You, you will, go, I, you'll be forced to treat with the Fae next time. <laughs> I, I, I was inspired to write a, a, a little limerick based on. Gwilym jumping off the cliff. Oh, wow. I, I, love, I can't wait. Let's hear it. Let's there, hear it. there once was a man named Gwilym who <laughs> jumped off a cliff for a swillum. <laughs> he, he riled up the bugs. They weren't here for hugs. Best dig some graves because we'll fill them. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Might have to give you some bonus XP for that one, Ted. On the fly, too. Damn. Very nice. All right. Very nice. Okay, so that was super fun, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, great, John. Delving down into the grottos. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right so uh once again everyone thank you for listening as always to 3d6 down the line hope you enjoyed it uh don't forget to please like subscribe hit the bell icon you know the deal um and uh we will see you all next time so everyone have a great week see you next time bye bye